Hey everybody, Matt, Jess and Dave here. Sorry Jess, just butting in quickly to let the listeners know that I'm going to be in Sydney uh, this week coming up the 8th to the 12th of May and uh, you can get tickets now via mattsfieldcomedy.com then going straight to Brisbane on the 16th to the 19th. So tickets for my show Dry Dryer. In Sydney and Melbourne. Sorry, Matt, I'll just cut you off there. I just need to tell everyone that our quiz show, our web series is out right now. Do go on the quiz show. You can see it on Stupid Old Channel for free on YouTube. Type in, do go on the quiz show, and you can see three episodes right now covering topics like Google, Queen Victoria, the Olympics, and we've got five more episodes coming up. So like and subscribe, whatever that means. They are big topics too. And I said Sydney and Melbourne. I meant Sydney and Brisbane. Anyway, let's get on with the show. I'm still here too. (laughs) Oh, hey, Jess. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello, it's me! <laughs> Hello. Hi, Jess. Oh, I just heard uh, a new listener turn off. What? <laughs> They're like, nah, bit much. <laughs> and you know what? If that's the case, if they heard that and went, oh, bit much, they're a sodge. They're wow. a sodge. Oh. It's because I'm a woman. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because well- <laughs> I'm a woman just existing in the world. Mm. When I screamed, hello, it's me, we just gained a listener. Yeah, they're like, bravo, <laughs> sir, yeah. bravo. Another brave man. Oh, I'm going to join up to the highest tier of Patreon for that wonderful man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to join to the highest tier of patriarchy and- for that wonderful, <laughs> wonderful man. <laughs> and then I dared open my disgusting little mouth. <laughs> hey, wait, look. Whether you're a woman or not, that was a bit much. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and you are a woman. Let's well, get that on the record. Yes. And I'm going to tone it down. Thank you. <laughs> Can I get either of you a sandwich or- Thank you. <laughs> these, look, Jess, these aren't our rules. They're societies, okay? <laughs> we are mere prisoners of that society. And with, the, with that in mind, how good is it to be alive? <laughs> And more and more than ever, I'm wishing I was never born. Um, is this our ninth year? We're into the ninth year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New, year. New Year. Hopefully you're still feeling pretty dusty I, I from a big celebration. If you count the fact that we did like a month of episodes in 2015, I think this is our 10th calendar year, if you know what I mean. Oh, my. Is that true? 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18, 19, 20. I'm using fingers. 21, <laughs> 22, 23. 
24. <laughs> the 10th finger has gone up unless there's been some sort of rounding error. This is where it always confuses me. So this is our 10th calendar year. Only because we did like a month and a half yeah, in 2015. Yeah, it started like November. And now we've done half a week in 2024. Wow. So I'm counting those as two years. Yeah. I count it. Happy New Year, everyone. And Pleasure happy, to be here in 2024. Happy decade to us. Yes. <laughs> we did it. Fuck it. Let's round it up. It's <laughs> yeah. a century. <laughs> it's our 10th birthday today. <laughs> 110th birthday. We're going to add those two together. <laughs> now, Matt, if people have somehow skipped the last century of this podcast, how would you describe <laughs> what we talk about here? Uh, so what happens is we take a topic of interest from history. It could be a, a, a person, a place, a thing, a an event, a vibe. <laughs> have we ever done a vibe? A feeling. A feeling, yeah. Can I? I want to do a report on sadness. Okay. I have much to say we about haven't sadness. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go away, uh, the one of us who's- uh, Researching that topic. Yes. The other two don't know why we're doing it. It's normally been suggested by a listener. Then we bring back that knowledge in the form of a report. Uh, we write up, you know, usually somewhere between three and 23,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> in the case of the St. Kilda Football Club episode. And uh, then we tell the other two the story. And we always get on a topic with a question. I think, Dave, you're doing the report this week. You're absolutely right. Kicking off another year with another question. And that question is, what is the least populated continent on Earth. Your mum's butt. Oh, it's got to be Antarctica. That narrowly beats my mum's butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which, I wouldn't tell your mum that. That was a bit of a misogynistic comment there, How Jess. so? How so? I'm talking about this. I don't know. I don't understand it, yeah, really. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're such a feminist, you don't even understand misogyny. Anymore. What? He doesn't what, seem is misogyny. Well, is that don't, what it is? Are you commenting on the size of his mum's butt? Just feels... When did I say anything about size? Uh, the size of a continent? I think, in fact, <laughs> you are the one bringing up size. Well, you you said it was big enough to be a continent, Jess, so I think <laughs> that maybe means that you brought but, up the but size. But the, the lowest population, which would imply it's a rather small continent. Well, no. Well, now you've gone offensive in the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Too small. What a beautiful way to start a new year. Uh, the answer is Antarctica. Congratulations. Mm. Well first, done, Matt. First point of the year. And you might think- Which is also what your dad calls your mum's butt. <laughs> Because it's cold. <laughs> and unpopulated. <laughs> I don't know. But felt like a pretty good zinger from oh, your dad. Yeah. Cop that, Dad. Uh, now, you might think- No, that- not to your dad, from your dad. I'm only quoting what he said. Yeah. Okay, well, cop that, Mum. Whatever. Um, <laughs> let me just say this next sentence. You might think less people, less crime, which is true, but it doesn't mean no crime. Ooh. And that is today's topic. The Penguin life crime. and crimes- of Antarctica. Ooh. Wow. Ending on a particular story that was suggested by, and thank you to, Drew Peisner from Los Angeles. Thank you, Drew. Well, our land itself. That's Hollywood. That's where the big shots are from. Dragon Peisner could be a, a big shot. I only assume, yes. Oh, yes. Peisner, that's a great. great Drew name. Peisner, put it there. I'd let him executive produce my movie. Thank you so much, Drew Peisner from LA. Now, anyway, you don't have to be a big LA Hollywood big shot to suggest a topic. Anyone can do that at any time by, via our website, dogoonpod.com. Let's talk about Antarctica. Not many, but some people do live year-round in Antarctica. Ugh. The only settlements, so to speak, with long-term residents who stay for months or a year, maybe two, are scientific research bases. Now, every couple of years, the project, the TV show that I worked on, would do a story on Australian Antarctic bases needing more people to move down there. Mm. And uh, and they need people for all sorts of jobs, like engineers, electricians, do doctors. Do they need comedians or podcasters? Yes, they need uh, podcasters, is there, is there clown an, doctors. Is there an Antarctica radio? Because 
I've got, I can do that. Wow. You, and if you get like a 50% share of Antarctica, you've got like 48 people listening to That's you. That's not bad. You're on 102.5, the ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just check your weather. Yeah, it's fucked again. <laughs> All right. Don't, don't go out there. Beautiful day to head outside. No, it's not. Oh, my God. Why are we here? <laughs> Shout Here's out Flume. to my listeners, uh, penguins. Yeah. <laughs> a quack quack to you. Play a lot of Arctic monkeys. <laughs> That's good stuff. Is it? I don't know. Well, Antarctic monkeys would be better. But... I know, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, they do these stories. They do these stories about needy people, and I'd get fascinated about what it's like living down there, and every now and then I'd, I'd get, you know, I'd look into it a bit. And now I properly did that, because according to my new favourite website- Oh, my God. Coolantarctica.com. Okay. <laughs> In every meaning of the word. <laughs> And is that the kind of website that only cool people can access? Absolutely. Aww. So, I was straight in. <laughs> Some listeners don't know this, but Dave is very cool. <laughs> Last year, towards the end of the year, we started putting out some videos on our Instagram and TikTok, little yeah. clips of the show if you want to follow us and, and see what our faces look like. Uh, one of the comments on a video that <laughs> has come out at the time of recording, the comment was, "I can't. what is it? I can't believe how cool Dave Warnicky is. Or something like that. And then tagged a friend. <laughs> Oh, so funny. Get a load of this. Can you believe check it? Check out how cool so, he yeah, is. Uh, fact check it. Am I cool? Look us up. God, don't invite that, Dave. Don't say, am I cool? Please go to our Instagram and look at it and then and then you judge. Don't yeah. welcome that behaviour. It's basically how Facebook started, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, hot or not. Yeah, hot or not. Cool or not. And Dave, I don't, I don't think you'll like the answer if you if you open up that question. Because wow. you'll get a big head. <laughs> Bigger than it already is. Yeah. Some of the comments have already pointed that out. <laughs> You're Paris Hilton's baby. <laughs> that poor baby. I know. There are around 66 scientific bases in Antarctica, of which about 37 are occupied year-round. The remainder are open during the summer and closed down for winter. So there are about 4,000 people living there through summer months and about 1,000 over winter, which is probably more than I would have expected. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I would have thought it was like 50 people or something, but quite a few so down there. So that's not bad if I can get 50% share of the... <laughs> Of the radio market. That's huge. But then what the fuck are the other 50% listening to? Spotify? Your, ri- your rival station. God damn it. It's just some penguins. <laughs> they don't even know how to press the right buttons. But their, their banter is fun <laughs> and they've got a great energy. And you can hear them smiling <laughs> through the speakers. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You get, you, radio. you get too political on there. Yeah, but the, the penguins, they keep it light. Yeah. yeah. I I I just I just say all oh, my lefty bullshit. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Summer lasts from October or November to March. April, the rest of the year is considered to be winter. Sometimes winter is so harsh they can't go outside for weeks at a time. It's brutal. Wow. The closest thing to towns are the Esperanza base, the all-round Argentine research station, the Chilean Villa Los Estrellas on King George Island, and McMurdo Station. Which sounds ominous. A US-run research station on the south tip of Ross Island. And they certainly don't do anything worth looking at there. Yeah, so <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, it wouldn't even come by. It's not even It's not even a nice part, so don't visit. Go elsewhere, I reckon. <laughs> definitely not a, a some sort of a, a kill igloo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big murder. What a funny, <laughs> what a funny suge- thing to yeah. have just thought of at the top of your head as a joke just then. <laughs> they don't even, igloos aren't even from... 
here. No. So why would we build an igloo to kill people? We in? wouldn't. And they'd be ter- <laughs> terrible to kill people in. There'd be blood everywhere yeah. on the white walls. Come on. Yeah. Why would we do that? Yeah, I mean, so- stylistically, it looked pretty cool, but that's n- not <laughs> what we're into. No, no, no. That's not what it is. So it's just. Uh, <laughs> it's uh-huh. funny. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got away with that. <laughs> So I won't talk about McMurdo because, like you say, it's top secret shit. But the can I just ask, uh, Jess, while you're being an American, that was a great accent you're doing there. What is uh, uh, what is ice before it becomes ice? Water. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> so there's a lot of frozen water. <laughs> bit of fun. That is a bit of fun. Ten years been doing this. The and the funniest thing we have is me doing a bad American accent. Yeah, we've peaked. <laughs> so the Esperanza base has forty-three buildings, fifty-six inhabitants in winter, including ten families and two school teachers. Oh wow! And so- no radio presenters. Seriously? Yeah. What do the kids listen to on the walk home from school? <laughs> <laughs> on their nine-mile trek across the ice. Jeez, I hope they're not stuck with their own thoughts. Yeah, oh, they could be stuck with my thoughts, yeah, my very political thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Their own thoughts are, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, this, this still this sucks. It's awful. Yeah. I also didn't realise that there are eight churches on Antarctica proper, not including the islands, which I now know about from my third favourite Wikipedia page, which is a website that catalogues my favourite pages. <laughs> and my third favourite is List of Antarctic Churches. Which wow. is a page. Yep. Third to list of inventors killed by their own inventions and, of course, list of sexually active popes. Mm. <laughs> of course. That's my holy trinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and list of Antarctic churches writes, while there are currently only a few freestanding structures dedicated solely to Christian religions, most research stations have small meeting rooms that are dual purpose partially for religious services. These rooms are also commonly used by adherents of other world religions. The Chapel of the Snows... Which is a great name. Also hosts services for other faith groups such as Latter Day Saints and Buddhism. And as far as I could work out, I don't think a pope has ever visited Antarctica. <laughs> Cowards. That's weird. Surely That's one of the popes would have wanted to tick them all off. But it's also yeah. like the Australia, popes- America, North and South, Dave Mosbach, <laughs> all the continents. But also the popes are usually really old. It's like, do you want to put a really old person somewhere that cold? Yeah. Well, also maybe you want to keep prolong their lives, you know? Yeah. Put them on ice for a bit. Yeah. Also, they wear white, so they probably get lost. Yeah. yeah Where would we put the pope? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Where'd we- Anyone got ask the pope? <laughs> they're, they're so old, you just pop them somewhere. That'd there be a is. great version of Where's Wally? Where's Popey? Where's Popey? <laughs> Where, 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 where's, <laughs> where's Popey? Oh, where's Popey? <laughs> and, the, yeah, the final page is the Pope in Antarctica. <laughs> Just <laughs> lost <laughs> on the ice. Like the yellow version of Where's Wally where he was, it was a whole land of Wallies mm. and he was lost there. Almost impossible. Mm. Pope in Antarctica is the equivalent <laughs> of that. Or the, or the Pope in a haunted house full of ghosts with sheets on. <laughs> That'd also be pretty fun. <laughs> Maybe every page is hard. Should we? Really hard. Pope level. Can we? Should we should copyright we, this? Should this we good. copyright this right now? Yeah. Where's, where's Popey? Popey? Where's Popey? I think we should. <laughs> and and for Americans, we can call it Where's Pope Do? Where's Pope Do? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, I wouldn't get it. <laughs> I think we should get a crowd fund going to get the Pope to Antarctica. Okay. And then when he's there, encourage him to invent something. 
and have sex, and then I'll have the Holy Trinity. <laughs> like, that's my trinity. That's your Holy Trinity. Yeah. This is my Holy Trinity, Your Honour, yeah. which Look, is what I, you call I the know Pope. You, I know yours means a lot to you, and mine means a lot to me, so you can help me out here. Let's respect each other's mm. opinions and faiths. Now, the claims over Antarctica and who it belongs to are a real mess. Oh. Seven sovereign states that are Argentina, Australia, Chile, France, New Zealand, Norway, and the United Kingdom have made territorial claims in Antarctica. Then you've got China, India, Italy, Japan, Pakistan, Russia, South Africa, Ukraine, and the United States who have constructed research facilities within the areas claimed by those other countries. There is a treaty. As of 2023, 56 parties have signed it, and it treats the continent as a laboratory open to all and provides that no acts or activities shall constitute a basis for asserting, supporting, or denying a claim to territorial sovereignty. They've got something written down, but Mm. there are different claims, and they Mm. compete with each other. And despite the treaty, countries have gone to great lengths to improve their stake. In late 1977, Argentinian woman Silvia Maria de Palma, who was then seven months pregnant, was airlifted to the aforementioned Esperanza base, specifically so she could give birth on the base and in the Argentine territory so the country could further claim the territory. They right. Were like, We've got sovereign-born we got people citizens. born here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her son, Emilio Marcos Palma, was the first documented person born on the continent and featured in the Guinness Book of Records. He was given Argentinian citizenship, though. He wasn't a citizen of Antarctica. <laughs> They're like, sorry, you cannot bring that baby back. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So, he lives thought, here now. I was doing you a favour. <laughs> sorry. Has he got a passport? Then I don't know what you want me to you do. To, you have to talk, take it up with the Antarctic passport office. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It's that penguin down the road. <laughs> <laughs> They're open two days a year and it was yesterday, so you're going to have to wait eight months. <laughs> so that was 1977. <laughs> That penguin also has 19 other jobs, so he's got to spread them out. Yeah. He's got to swap, swap his hat. And he's bad at all of them. <laughs> he's incompetent. He's very inefficient at all of them. But, but he's got a great work ethic. Yeah, he's great for culture. <laughs> and he, he just applies for jobs. Yeah. He's and- a personality hire and he really adds to the to the culture of the place, but fuck, he is useless. <laughs> Pinky, that's a great idea. <laughs> That's actually an offensive nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, humans shouldn't call penguins Pingu. No. I think they don't like that. But we like it, so we fuck like them. <laughs> <laughs> what? This person's Spanish, they would have called him El Pinguino. That's what they call him. That Holy shit. Fucking rules. <laughs> That's so good. Can that be my new name in the group chat? <laughs> El Pinguino. It's currently Francois Pin. <laughs> okay. Francois Pinguino. <laughs> Now that's Let's a get compromise. Yep. <laughs> Je- Jess Let's is- call a treaty. <laughs> Jess is still at dad. At daddy. daddy. Sorry, sorry. I'm daddy. daddy. Every time it pops up. So funny. <laughs> so, that was in 1977 that they airlifted someone just so she could give birth. Chile went even further. In 1984. Twins. Wh- <laughs> <laughs> they, they fucked on the ice. Yeah, they-, they <laughs> Well, you say. They conceived. In 1984, Juan Pablo Camacho was the first Chilean born in Antarctica. His parents were sent there to specifically conceive- and give birth to a child in order to strengthen Chile's claim on Antarctica. So they're like, it's one thing that yeah, yeah, yeah they've got a they've got a kid who was born here. Whatever, we're going to conceive yeah. and give birth to a kid here. This babies lived their entire life here, even before they existed. Wow, they wouldn't let that baby leave either. Okay. Yeah, but I wonder. 
the how does semen go in the in the ice? Oh, lost with the popes. Mm. <laughs> Where are they? Where they go? Where are they go? Go! This is a nightmare. <laughs> I don't know how you're <laughs> getting it to the egg, Dave, but I don't think it should be getting lost in the snow on the journey. <laughs> lost with the pope. <laughs> oh no, my semen is lost with the pope. <laughs> I trusted him with it. Okay. Okay. If you can't trust the Pope, who can you Yeah, this is where well, you've gone wrong. This feels like you've ticked off one of your three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, we've just got to get in to invent something. Some sort of incubation. Mm. Then we've got it. <laughs> I'd actually be a bit scared, to be honest, to have a child there because the nearest major hospital is more than 1,000 kilometres or 625 miles away. But there is healthcare available. The Chilean Air Force Hospital is staffed with one doctor, one nurse, and is equipped with an X-ray... A laboratory, a surgery, an anesthesia machine, steriliser and pharmacy services in addition to limited emergency and surgery capabilities. Two hospital beds are also available in a dental clinic. But is the doctor doing all of that? Yeah. So he's the pharmacist. And it's a penguin. <laughs> it's the penguin. <laughs> That's one of the 19 jobs. Doctor. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you really hope you don't get her there. <laughs> the nurse is a person and she's great. Yeah. Um, but for- She does a lot of, oh, sorry, the penguin wants to know <laughs> what seems to be the issue. <laughs> she's a very patient woman. If you need stitches or something, she could, she's great. Um, but, yeah, if you do need medicine prescribed, it's going to be a long wait. <laughs> Was it, can I translate? Was that? Can I stop you right there? Yeah. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a male penguin and he's being a bit of a sod. <laughs> Just letting you know he's the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's I'm, the doctor here? Doc- I'm wearing the doctor hat. <laughs> Do- Dr. Penguino. <laughs> can, it, can it your name be Dr. Penguino? I hope so. <laughs> That's good. I like that so much. Dr. Pinguino. Oh, yeah. it's very good. I changed by deed poll. That is, <laughs> that is a big upgrade. <laughs> From Matt Stewart, yuck. So that's the Chilean base. They've got those facilities, like I said, but this is so wild to me. I didn't know this. According to this other Antarctic website uh, called Wikipedia that also has my top three Wikipedia pages, whatever, <laughs> as of 2018, all residents of the Chilean base, including children, are required to have their appendixes removed before arriving as a safety precaution, as healthcare services are limited and the doctors aren't trained specialist surgeons. Yeah, oh, wow. I think that's great. It also shows they're committed. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. out a piece of you. How much do you want to come here, kid? <laughs> you Not want really at all. Uh, oh. Mum's making me. Yeah. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Give us your appendix. You're not listening. I don't want to go. <laughs> Come on. With that baby that was born, yeah. they're like, all right, all right, we've got to take it. Yeah, cough it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Keep coughing. Take a kidney as well while we're in. <laughs> That's pretty full on. So, sorry, the nearest hospital is 1,000 k's away. Yes. Surely there's parts of Western Australia where that's the case, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yes, though, in the winter, the Royal Flying Doctor Service finds it difficult to come down to Antarctica <laughs> and land. That's fair. No, I'm just th- I'm just thinking. Yeah, like- no, that's absolutely. Yeah. It'd be more. Yeah. For some people. Yeah. You think? Isn't that crazy? Well, did you know this? Uh, Antarctica is actually much like most of Western Australia. It's a desert. <laughs> you, oh, my gosh. Because you normally think it does as being sandy, but. <laughs> No, yeah. keep going. I'd love to learn from That's you. That's what you would think of a desert, but you would be wrong. I'm just recounting what someone was saying to me recently. Mm. Um, Is that person Bill Bryson? <laughs> a- answer him. Was it Bill Bryson? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian government has an official website for the Australian Antarctic Program that lists 
One of the most common questions people ask, FAQ, one of them is, do expeditioners need to have their appendix removed before going south? And the Australian website says, the answer is no. But doctors who are wintering at Australian Antarctic stations do have to have their appendix removed. This is because there is usually only one doctor on station during winter. And evacuation back to medical care in Australia is impossible for at least part of the year. Wow. And they can't do themselves. Yeah. If you're one and, doctor there yeah. by yourself. Yeah. And you get it. You go, oh, shit. Yeah. And that actually has been history because the requirement dates from the 1950s when an Australian Antarctic doctor got appendicitis on Heard Island. This meant a very challenging evacuation back to Australia. But probably the most famous appendix on Antarctic story comes from Russian surgeon Leonid Rogozov. In 1961, he became seriously ill with appendicitis and he knew that he would need an immediate operation. He quickly realised he was in trouble because out of the 12 people on the mission, he was the only doctor. The journey from Russia to the Antarctic had taken 36 days by sea and the ship wouldn't be back for another year. Flying was impossible because of the snow and blizzards, so he was all on his own. His life was seriously in danger. He knew if his appendix burst, he would probably die. And he was in serious pain as this condition worsened, writing in his diary, I did not sleep at all last night. It hurts like the devil. A snowstorm whipping through my soul, wailing like 100 jackals. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. Some poets write better when they're in pain. Yeah. Normally emotional pain, but... Sometimes, I guess, physical pain. Physical pain works this too. This has brought something out in him. Yeah. Imagine not sleeping all night and still coming up with that. Yeah. yeah. God, he's good. Whereas I'd just be writing like, ow, 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 <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Oh, fuck, ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're talking the penguin's language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, and is that translated from Russian or is he is he bilingual as that well? That is. That would have been yeah. translated from Russian. Because I was about to be even more impressed. <laughs> He's writing two versions of it. With a left and right hand. (laughs) (laughs) He also added, still no obvious symptoms that perforation is imminent, but an oppressive feeling of foreboding hangs over me. This is it. I have to think through the impossible way out to operate on myself. It's almost impossible, but I can't just fold my arms and give up. I'd be folding my arms and giving up. I would be in the fetal position. Absolutely. Ow, 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 fuck, ow, ow, ow. What a badass. So, yeah, he decided to operate on himself. Oh, my God. He had to get official permission from the Soviet government as this was the height of the Cold War. And if he died during his operation, it would look bad for the Soviet Antarctic program. And they were, this is the time when they're trying to outdo the USA in every wow. way. <laughs> yeah, it would look a little bit um, sort of... Uh uh, what am I thinking? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe say it in penguin. Thank you, Dr. Pinguino. <laughs> Dr. Pinguino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it would look, it wouldn't look good. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a good look. <laughs> just look so, yeah, it's like, we're, no, we're technologically as advanced as you. Sometimes our doctors do die operating on themselves, though. <laughs> that happens. That happens. That happens with any advanced yeah, nation. Yeah, right. The more advanced you are, the more doctors die yeah. operating on themselves. What? Oh, do your doctors need other doctors to operate on them? That feels like okay. last century. That's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> According to the BBC, Rogozov worked out a detailed plan for how the appendectomy operation would unfold and assigned his colleagues specific roles and tasks. He nominated two main assistants to hand him instruments Position the lamp and hold a mirror. He planned to use the reflection to see what he was doing. <laughs> Not just look at himself. God, I look good. <laughs> For a bit of confidence. Yeah. I'll always have the moneymaker. <laughs> Even when I'm screaming in agony. God, my cheekbones. Oh, my God. 
The station director was also in the room in case one of the others became faint. Jesus. I hope he also had someone there taking down poetry notes from him. Yeah. He'd be coming up with his Ooh, best stuff. He's got an idea. He's dictating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this next bit is pretty fucked up, so skip ahead if you'd like. Well, uh, man, Jess can't. Yeah, we don't have that you option. Can't opt out. Uh, but again from the BBC, a general anaesthetic was obviously out of the question. You can't put himself to sleep. <laughs> I wish he did. <laughs> and as he's got counting down from 10, going, oh, hang oh, on. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> oh, whatever. I feel great. <laughs> yeah. He was able to administer a local anaesthetic to his abdominal wall, but once he had cut through that, removing the appendix would have to be done without further pain relief in order to keep his head as clear as possible. So he felt it. No, just a straight up no. That's a no from me. Yeah. Hey, I'd just jump into the water. Yeah, same. <laughs> Bye. I'd be, I'd be like, has anybody got a gun? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, they'd be, nah. Wait, aren't the Nazis, don't they have a, a secret base underneath Antarctica? Yeah, just go down and get one of their guns. Yeah. Easy. Get a Nazi gun. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I'm just going out. I might be sometime. I'm going to go <laughs> visit the base. <laughs> uh, as I've later wrote, my poor assistants. At the last minute, I looked over at them. They stood there in their surgical whites, whiter than white themselves. I was scared too. But when I picked up the needle with the Novocaine and gave myself the first injection, I automatically switched into operating mode. And from that point on, I didn't notice anything else. Rogozov, like I said, had intended to use a mirror to help him operate, but he found its inverted view too much of a hindrance, so he ended up just working by touch. Get f- absolutely fucked. Without gloves on, just going- No! I'll have a little oh, fiddle little- around oh. in here. And if I'm there- Right, because I'm, I'm on that mission because I'm a communications expert or something, right? And they're like, actually, Jess, we need you to help with this surgery. I'd be like, bye-bye. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to let you die. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but I'm here as the radio shock jock. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll report on this tomorrow, but yeah. I can't be here. Right I now. cannot be here. Hopefully and you I will were- report with journalistic integrity. <laughs> Hopefully you had yeah, the job of the mirror because he's dropped that. Yeah, the all mirror. Right. the mirror person. Going, oh, I'll oh, just pop out. Good luck with it all. Then. Yeah, if you need the mirror again, but um, I'll be outside. <laughs> I'll be out in the snow because it's better than being in here. So all the they're all wearing white scrubs. There's another scene for the for the Where's Popey? Where, where's Popey <laughs> Hospital? This is writing itself. Yeah. Wow. Write this down. This is good stuff. Where's Popey? I think this could be big. Yeah. This could be huge. Right, forget the crowdfunding to get the Pope to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. We need to get Where's Popey off the ground. I think that might be more realistic <laughs> than getting the Pope to have sex in Antarctica. <laughs> Are you listening to the things you're saying? Look, now I've heard it out loud. I'm back on board. Let's try and get him to have sex in Antarctica. When you hear a good idea said back to you, yes. you've got to acknowledge it. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm holding up a mirror. Yeah, exactly. The mirror is required. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back. So, it didn't. Quite go to plan. He cut himself in the wrong place and had to sew it back up because he was bleeding profusely. He soon started to feel like he was going to lose consciousness as the bleeding was quite heavy. He wrote, I grow weaker and weaker. My head starts to spin. So he's still writing. (laughs) I like to think that he's writing this live. (laughs) Come on, bring him in. Every four to five minutes, I rest for 20 to 25 seconds. Finally, here it is. The cursed appendage. With horror, I noticed the dark stain at its base. That meant just a day longer and it would have burst. Wow. My heart seized up and noticeably slowed. My hands felt like rubber. Well, I thought, it's going to end badly. And all that was left was removing the appendix. So he's worrying like, oh, I'm bleeding a bit too much. I'm not feeling good. This is not going well. That's sort of part of the benefit of being put under a general anaesthetic. 
um, by yes. an anaesthetist who then manages your blood flow and your breathing. Mm. That's right. And, and if you never wake up, you just quietly drift off. Yeah. You don't have the don't thought know. of, oh, my God, I'm bleeding out. Oh, no. God, being put under general anaesthetic is so nice. It does feel so good. It's so lovely. Coming out of it's not that good. No, no. but going into it, that's nice. But then sometimes I give you a cheese and bicky. Yeah. That's nice. I had pasta. <laughs> While and you I watched were Dolly out, Parton. How did you chew? Oh, they would have done that for they you. They do, yeah. <laughs> the anaesthetist, man, they're really great. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. They manage everything. They do everything for you. It's they, amazing. They pre-chew all your meals. Yeah. <laughs> pre-chew. <laughs> Is they, that pretty true? They feed you like a little mama bird. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Eat up. Why do you think I drive a Maserati? <laughs> <laughs> but I've got some good news. He didn't die. It took two full hours, which according to my research is about twice as long as it usually takes in a normal hospital setting I these mean, that's days. that's not bad. When, you, when you're not your own surgeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you a- haven't cut in the wrong spot and had to <laughs> sew it back up. That's actually incredibly fast. It's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? It's pretty good. Finally, from the BBC, then before allowing himself to rest, he instructed his assistants how to wash the surgical instruments, and only when the room was clean and tidy did Rogozov take some antibiotics and sleeping tablets. Just had a nap. Good night. You wrapped it up, yelled at him, said, no, that's not how you clean that. Then, all right, now I'm going to bed. Remarkably, Rogozov was back at work just two weeks later. But the nightmare wasn't over. Because there was even worse weather than usual that year, and the ship that was meant to pick them up couldn't get to them, so they were told they would have to spend an extra year at the base. Twelve months. <laughs> Here's my first thought. Here's my first thought. Was like, what if you didn't bring enough clothes? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I sort of forgot for a second you could wash clothes. And I, then, then you're imagining somebody's brought a year's worth of I only, undies. I only brought 365 pairs. <laughs> what do oh. I do now? Or is you a big worry that they'll look in the mirror and go, this is from last season. Yeah. I shouldn't be wearing this. I look like an idiot. This is so embarrassing. Oh, my God. The penguins are going to judge me. <laughs> they look good every year. Very well dressed. They're basically timeless. in tuxedos. Yeah. It's timeless. That is a classic look. <laughs> yeah. Black and white. Always yeah. in. Yeah. Always. Can't go wrong. Thankfully, they were soon able to be airlifted out. So, they were told, because you mentally have to accept it. You'd be told, sorry, it's another year. And you'd be there going, A year oh. is such a long time. But then- they were able to be airlifted out. I'd rather them know it's a year, but just say, like, uh, it might be a month, month or two, and I'd be like, all right, I can get through a month or two. Even if they know it's probably a year. But after a month or two. Yeah, then they just go, it's another month. I think I'd prefer little bursts. Eventually I'd be like, it's going to be another I think when you get year. told but that But don't news, tell me a year straight as, up. As we'll hear about with someone else later on, when you get that bad news, you do lose your mind. Okay. But- in this instance, Rogozov returned home a national hero. So it was big news because they were like, he survived. So then they were happy to publicize. Yeah. His incredible survival story was a powerful tool for the Soviet propaganda machine, the opposite of their initial worry. Amazingly, he's not the only doctor to operate on themselves in Antarctica. <laughs> this episode is weird. <laughs> what is it? I just you, started, say- you sizzled it at the start by saying there's, there are crimes there, though. <laughs> yeah. And then we're hearing about... Multiple people operating on themselves. Yeah, I just got. A, I went into a deep dive about what life is like down there. But about fifty percent of the report okay. is like crime down there. Okay. But before we, go, I couldn't not talk about that. No, that yeah. so no, so I'm bizarre. It, but- That's bizarre. Uh, in 1999, American physician Jerry Lynn Nielsen self-diagnosed and self-treated breast cancer using equipment and medication dropped in by a military plane, and she was able to self-administer chemotherapy. Whoa. What? I don't understand. Is that harder than the appendix? 
I think it's it's more prolonged. It's ongoing yeah. right. rather than get it, get in, cut it out, yes. and then instantly try, start recovery. So she did the chemotherapy. I think she she noticed a lump and then did a bit of a, a did a biopsy, which she then was able to be instructed by a cancer specialist what to look for to see wow. if it was bad news. Sadly, it was very bad news, and they it was too cold to get her out immediately. So they said, "You've got to start chemo right away. We'll airdrop it to you." So they parachuted it in. That and is. Then she started to wild. treat herself. So she she wasn't an expert in in uh, cancer. No, she's more of a GP. Yeah. So, but just noticed and went, oh, if this had been one of my patients, I'd tell them to go see a specialist. Yeah. I didn't have a specialist. Yeah. So, got on the satellite phone and and radioed through. Holy shit. And it gets so cold there that planes can't land because they risk fuel and hydraulic lines rapidly freezing. Imagine it's so cold the fuel tank freezes as soon as they land. Despite this risk, an LC-130 Hercules plane was sent several weeks ahead of schedule to pick her up and rushed her home for further treatment. Wow. How'd she go? She lived for about a decade longer, which Amazing. is obviously a great extension of life, but sadly she did succumb to breast cancer in the end. Wow. But 10, I mean a decade. Yeah. And yeah. is the thought that if she didn't uh, do that initial chemo herself that it wouldn't have been I that long? I think it was looking pretty bad, wow. yeah. Then that's why they were very worried. They're like, we've got to get you out of yeah. here. Yeah. That's incredible and so scary to not have the support of doctors yes. going through something Gosh. so difficult. Yeah. But it's just like there's a certain kind of person who just clicks into gear yeah. like she obviously did. Yeah. yeah. Just like cooling a crisis. I mean, doctors are already like that. I think somebody who's taking this kind of position is yeah. already, you know, like pretty yeah. switched on, it's pretty- Pretty got badass DNA. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Good <laughs> in a crisis. I'd say probably I'm looking at a couple other people I would put in that category. You know, I'd- and, um, you know, if there was a mirror, three people. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool me? as okay, no. ice. Me, I understand. Yeah. Him? Me- whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm the coolest one here. I don't know. You Maybe you weren't here, but when <laughs> I knocked my water all over uh, my computer, yes. I'd never seen someone move so fast. Yeah, that's true. It was live on pod. Yep. A few months back. Yep. And Dave saved. As it turned out, it, my computer... Corner Evan Munro Smith, who knows computers, would have been fine, but Dave <laughs> didn't know that, and he snapped into action. Absolutely, would not have been fine. Nah, it was a, it was like a liter of you water. You can't tip a liter, and you still haven't learned your drink bottle is fully open next to it when it has the ability to be closed and just have a little lid. No, but yeah, no, but yeah, no, but yeah. Good yeah. point. No, anyway, that's that's uh that's my evidence that Dave and is what and so the it to let me guess cold as the us. badassness that you see in me is that I parked a car one time God that was so bad <laughs> I was so bad oh my god if I was if someone had to park the snowmobile in in Antarctica I'd be calling you yeah for support <laughs> I'd get you on the satellite phone <laughs> and I'd be like look it doesn't look good but we can do this <laughs> I would also say someone who has chronic migraines yes uh and who just uh, lives their life. Yeah, we're in an incredibly bright room right now, and I've had six days of migraines. Well, it's insane that <laughs> you're a good time. Yeah, you've agreed like to you, do this. It just feels like you're, uh, you can soldier you, on, soldier on, and put compartmentalize and all. I feel that like of the three of us to deal with pain, I think that I would put you first as the one who could cut their own appendix out. I'd oh. be there going, oh, 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 no, 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 I don't want to do that. I'd honestly just be like, just kill me. I've had a good run. I think we all have appendicitis in Antarctica. It's, uh, we make a pact. Yeah. Nazi guns. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do it ourselves. We do we each, other. each other. Can I shoot Dave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I've always wanted to kill Dave. <laughs> it would be so 
such an honour to shoot Dave in the oh, face. Oh, wow. <laughs> but the, the honour that Dave gets to shoot me, that would be beautiful. So you go first. No, no, we do it at the same time because I don't think it would. I don't think we. I think one of us would be left standing. We'd have to do some real practice. Yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Well, luckily we had all those years recording in Zoom. That's right. We're actually mm. very synced up. Yeah, we're very good at that. We can clap at the same time. Three, two, one, bang. Or we, oh, we get the penguin involved. <laughs> his job is also one day executioner. Yeah, executioner. <laughs> Puts on the black hood. Yeah. I can't say anything. But actually, that's the only job he is good at. Yeah. He yeah. lives for it. Yeah. Favourite day of the year. He's also screaming, can I Can I shoot Dave? Can I shoot Dave, please? <laughs> Get his little flipper behind the trigger. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. That's okay. I'm, you're putting me out of my misery. You're doing me a favour. I've yeah. got appendicitis. It's because I love you so much yeah. that I want you to be out of pain. <laughs> Could I cut into you and cut it out? Hand. We could try, but I'll rather shoot you in the face. I feel I've got such hypochondria that every stomach pain I've ever felt in my life, I've, my first thought is always, "Is that appendicitis?" Yeah. So I'd be down there every day, going, "I've got it, I've, I've got, got it," and they'd be there, Dave. The only reason you're here is because we've already removed your appendix. <laughs> yes. Well, it's grown back. You've and just it's infected, Dave. You've just eaten a lot of cheese today. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's appendicitis. I can tell. Oh, I've got it again. And now you've not. You've learned that the if the the end is black. That's bad news. You'd be like, I can feel it. The end is black. Oh, it's gone black. I've got one day. I've got one, I've got one day. Best. <laughs> Best case. God, you're a nightmare. <laughs> freaking out. I can feel it. I can feel the black nib. <laughs> the black nib. Oh, the nib. <laughs> it's darkening. <laughs> it's darkening by the minute. I can feel it. <laughs> right. But a, and a big part of going down to Antarctica, you think about, would you be bored? Yes. Yes. Well, wait, have they got Netflix? They do have internet. Okay, then yeah, I'll be right. I don't know how good it is, though. Could I play my Nintendo Switch? You could bring your Switch for sure. Then, You'd yeah, be in there. I'll be right. <laughs> the Australian government website lists things to do in Antarctica when it gets too cold to go outside. They write, you can play volleyball or basketball. Okay. Work up a sweat in the gym. Okay. Play snooker or darts. Watch movies or TV. Listen to music. Have a drink at the bar. Surf the internet. Send emails to friends or read a book. Okay, it actually sounds that was actually, fine. It does sound pretty fun, doesn't they, it? I could play basketball. Yeah. They that's, got a hoop. That's my number one sport. Yeah. Volleyball? That'd be up there. That's a bit of fun. Yeah, all right. Let's go. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. There's a bar. You love that. You yeah. can get really <laughs> I could get really good at darts. You can get great at darts. I love it. Like all of these things are the things you just assume you could have. Apart from basketball and volleyball. Yeah, I didn't know about that. But everything a book. <laughs> Well, you can read a book in Antarctica. <laughs> when you're like, you can have a nap, and you're like, oh, I could nap. Yeah. Where do they get that from? Do they have hammocks? <laughs> An Antarctic hammock? Wow. Oh, my God. Australia. I'm in. So, so I really wanted to look into what it's like down there, because I used to get this obsession when it would come yeah. up on, on the show, on the project. Australia has four permanent stations. They've got Mawson, Davis, and Casey, which are on the continent, and Macquarie Island Station, which is in the sub-Antarctic. And this is what living at Mawson is like, according to the website. It says, living at Mawson is very comfortable. Everyone lives in the main accommodation building known as the Red Shed. In modern air-conditioned single dongas. Which is air-conditioned? Is an- <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. No, I'm fine, a- thanks. Air-conditioning oh, actually means heating and cooling. So <laughs> okay, here we, we just normally in- It's an umbrella term. In Australia, we use it for cooling, but- in, play, in Tasmania, for instance, they, they're more likely to use their air conditioning on heating, heating oh. mode. Oh, you never, once you learn to sell an air conditioner, 
You never forget that I knowledge. Know, I know. It's beautiful to watch him work. Did you also notice that I said that they live in single room dongas? Uh, yep. Which is, uh, they write, is Antarctic slang for bedrooms. Ah, oh, donga. It's going to go get the donga. Donga. Oh, I left something in my donga. Left my dinger in the donga. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we bonking in your donga? I'll go get my dinger for my donga and we're going to bonk in your bon- donga. <laughs> Almost got it. <laughs> it's not like you said bonking your nonna at the end. <laughs> Probably in slip. <laughs> she has a really hot nonna. Okay. Every, every station. If she's around. <laughs> then, you know, we could uh, be rude enough to ask her. Well, who do we think's doing the cooking? Every Antarctic station has a nonna. Yeah. A nonna. God, you'd be well fed. And nonnas have needs. <laughs> and I just think we should ask the question. Nonna needs. Uh, the red shed also houses the surgery, lounge, kitchen, and dining room. Where's the basketball court? I think I think the lounge doubles as everything. <laughs> it's a basketball court slash reading it's zone. It's just one of those little like uh, one of those tiny little hoops with a soft. Basketball. <laughs> That's what you can yeah. play basketball. Yeah, and it's like above the bin. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun down here. Like, can you stop throwing rubbish in? in I'm trying to perfect my two pointers, <laughs> my free throws. <laughs> the ablutions. Facilities in the red shed consist of two communal bathrooms and a number of smaller bathrooms. Sounds nice. What's ablutions? Shitter. <laughs> what? Is that is that also an Antarctic slang term, or is that that's more of a fancy term? More of a fancy. I just don't want to say toilet. Well, you don't want to say toilet and bathroom. But but, do, but do you not want to say toilet? Why didn't you say toilet? I'm reading from their website. Okay. This that is, is a class. Oh, it's classy. This is a classy website. So it's like a four-star hotel. I don't want to say you can shit in Antarctica <laughs> if you want to. And you should if you're there for a while. Yeah. Hopefully you shit at some point. Ablutions. <laughs> Man, mm. a gentleman never ablutions. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even know the terms. I just, it's just not, not part of my culture. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> a gentleman never shits. Uh, the local supermarket is a walk-in cupboard <laughs> that they call Woolies, where all expeditioners can browse the shelves for soap, linen, and other household requirements. So it sounds like it's just open all the time. But do they have n- natural confectionery snakes? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> sounds pretty good. Probably. Woolies would be happy with that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Coles are like, what the- What do we ever do? Yeah. What, what do we do, Antarctica? Yeah. Jeez. Fuck. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> IGA's like, oh, we're not even, I'm not even bothering. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you could call it, we could have fun with it. It could be ICEGA. Come on. And the A should stand for Antarctica. ICEGA yeah, Antarctica. Grocery, ice and groceries, Antarctica. Come on. Come on. What does IGA stand for? <laughs> Independent Grocers. Ah, Australia. Antar- Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when blizzards inhibit field work, the red shed has an indoor climbing wall. Oh. Pretty cool. A home theatre, a library, and several communal sitting areas for expeditions to pass the time. So you can sit quietly. There is a small gym in the green store, as well as sports equipment for volleyball and badminton, and a range of cross-country ski equipment. A spa and sauna are also okay. available. Okay. Sounds good. This is good. I'll be in the spa or the home theatre all the time. The only thing I'm worried about is the people there. Who are the kind of people who are attracted to these jobs? Nerds. Yeah. Well, actually, I would, it would be my dream if anyone listening to this episode is on Antarctica, please write in, email us, get in contact with through social media. 
I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. That would be so that awesome. That would be your dream, to hear from someone. Well, it's my second dream after making the Pope have sex and then invent something on Antarctica. But, you know, I'm being realistic. I'm building yeah. up to my dream. Yeah. You can have more than one dream. My second biggest dream is for someone to email me from Antarctica. What if someone down there was named Pope? You know, like a TV warm-up guy, Michael Pope. So, he was doing <laughs> a warm-up gig in Antarctica. Would that be enough if Michael Pope, <laughs> TV warm-up man and, and host of children's quiz show uh, Blockbusters- in the 90s, if he had sex in Antarctica, would that be enough? And invented something. And invented something. Yeah. And what invented if he invented some- a sex move? What? That's great. The Pope. Yeah. Though, to be honest, it's- Surely usually- there's it's- one already called the Pope. But the problem is it has to be, it's a list of inventors killed by their own invention, so the sex move will have to kill you. Yes. Mm. Which is, I don't know. I what mean, a way to go out. If you get that climbing wall involved. Yeah. And- you have an appendicitis and you don't want to operate. <laughs> oh, I've got the nib. <laughs> the also, <black> nib. <laughs> also, my appendix, appendix is sore. Bit of fun there, implying that my nib is another term for it. Anyway. And what's- Why is it why black? Is it, why is it going black? <laughs> you haven't put an elastic band around it or something, have you? <laughs> Drop it off like an old- Like a like a lamb's tail. <laughs> you know, they tie them off so they drop, go black and drop off. Because Dave- don't do don't that, do mate. that, Don't mate. do that. Take it off. Well, we're all learning here today. <laughs> I know it's not good for aerodynamics when you run, but- <laughs> I know you want to be the best runner in the world <laughs> at any cost. <laughs> at any cost. I know you're, you're producing a lot of drag in the pool <laughs> and you want to do the, the triathlon well, at the we, upcoming Olympics. We all, we all know that Matt Shervington would have been the fastest man alive mm. if, if he didn't not have for that one runner. thing. <laughs> That anchor holding it down. (laughs) Anyway, finally about what life is like there. All expeditioners contribute to the day-to-day running of the station. Rosters are set up for duties like vacuuming the living area, shoveling snow, cleaning the cold porches. Expeditioners are rostered on slushy duty to help the chef feed the station. So, they've got these fun little terms for it. Yeah, slushy. (laughs) And that's food. Because a slushy would normally be a drink. Yeah, I would have thought slushy would be like if you're cleaning the porch or something. Mm. But no. Another base, Davis, has a limited water supply and in summer showers are restricted often to one every three days for a maximum of three minutes. So you don't get to wash too much. Yeah, you're not really getting a good uh, shampoo and condition in, you know. But you, yeah, maybe because it's so cold you're not sweating as much. But it, the temperature indoors would probably be pretty yeah, standard. Think, yeah, as you would know. The air conditioning. Mm. The air has been conditioned. They probably get it to about room temperature. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alcohol is available. The third base case, he says on their website, every Saturday night, expeditioners dress up for dinner and occasionally a theme night will be organised with very adventurous costumes. How? How? What are you packing? Well, they've got 365 outfits to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of those are pretty wacky outfits. (laughs) The KC bar called Splinters is often occupied after work and on weekends with expeditioners playing pool and darts and catching up socially. Okay. How many people per base, did you say? I'm not sure about the Australian one. At least a few dozen, I would say. Right. So, there could be... Yeah, it's not like the same people you're working with all day and (laughs) then you're socialising with at night and then you're sleeping next door to them. How was your day? How was work? Well, you were there, you Terry. Were there, mate. Yeah. You were fucking okay. there. You were there and you honestly made my day awful. 
Terry, I don't want to sit and talk to you anymore. <laughs> you were a nightmare right. at work. You're a nightmare at the, at the pub. You're a nightmare. I hate you, Terry. In our living quarters, <laughs> Terry. Fuck you. Right Terry. now, I prefer to talk to bloody Pingy. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he's a racist. <laughs> he's a racist and he talks nonsense. I don't care what the others say. You can't translate it. You can't. It's just little beep sounds. And, and beeps and bloops. <laughs> you I think, how do you I know? think we've all gone mad. <laughs> if, if you're sitting there thinking you can understand that fucking penguin. I'm I'm so sorry, Pingy. He just walked in. <laughs> That's awkward. You didn't need. I'm so sorry you heard all that. What an outburst. What does Pingy say? <laughs> well, you're a bigger man than I am, Pingy. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to forgive like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so after hearing that, do you think you you could live down there? No. Do the 12 months stint? Um, Probably. I mean, it feels like the kind of thing would be a great experience. I just it would have to... Yeah, obviously you're pausing your normal life for a year. Yeah. I don't think I ever would, but I could if in the right circumstances. Say I wanted to leave Australia suddenly for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> maybe something had occurred yes. and it would be good to get away for a bit. Yeah. And maybe lay low. Yes. Then maybe, yeah, great. <laughs> Can, where where can would, we go? Can we? I'm ready to go tonight. Somewhere it would be logistically difficult for them to get me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, it does sound. It sounds better than I had expected. Basketball court. Hello. Um, home theater. Okay. Hello. Hello. But also, um, anything that is even vaguely challenging, I'm out. And okay. as we were talking about before, I do have chronic health issues. <laughs> um, so not having access to, um, I don't know. If I could ask my pharmacist for a year's worth of drugs. Uh, there's a penguin doctor. Mm. Some of my drugs have to be kept cold, so that would actually be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep them in the fridge, but um, it'd be, I'll just leave them outside. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com But it's not always smooth sailing. You're hanging out at the bar. You're having a good time. You're on the rock wall. You're shooting some hoops. But as you can imagine, with all these bases and stations occupied by these small groups living in close proximity for mm. months, if not a year, two years at a time, tensions can build. And although rare, crimes have been committed. Wow. I mean, yeah, if you're stuck in such close proximity with anybody for any period yes. of time, I think if you were there with your wife, you guys would would fight or, like, it would be really challenging, you know? Not yeah. you and I, obviously. We're best friends. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're nothing different. Would, nothing would come between us. Nothing could. Nothing could I'd twi- like to see anything try. Nothing would betwixt us. 
We should. Why don't the three of us go down? Uh, do for a, a pod. Year. We just do. We we just live there for a year. Uh, Jess is going to do the radio station. But, oh, hang on. Jess does drive. Dave does breakfast. Yes. I do overnights. Yeah. Great. And Love we, that. We play like. Obviously, there's a few gaps. We just played Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield in between. <laughs> yeah. That'll buy us about 40 minutes. <laughs> Perfect. You need to go to the toilet, you chuck on Tubular Bells. Yeah. I'll be back Sorry. up these bells. <laughs> Got to go a bluesh. <laughs> So there have been some crimes. Sorry, I got yes. distracted because I was like, well, of course, nobody can get along. It's such a weird set of circumstances to put yourself in that, yeah, everything's heightened. You can't get along with Plus, everybody the whole time. you've got to assume that a few of them at least are on the run from crimes. Surely. <laughs> yeah. They say that, you know, people go to Darwin in Australia to get away from yeah, their life. But this is even further, yeah. further away. Yeah. Well, under the- Aforementioned 1959 Antarctic Treaty, ratified by the 53 nations. Persons accused of a crime in Antarctica are subject to punishment by their own country. Right. So, whether, whether, where you're a citizen. In 1959, that same year, the Vostok Station, then a Soviet research station in Princess Elizabeth Land, it's amazing, was the scene of a fight between two scientists over a game of chess. When one of them lost the game, he became so enraged that he attacked the other with... An ice axe. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! I'm so sure you're going to say a, a, a pawn. Yeah, <laughs> he pawned him. A bishop. <laughs> like whoa! <laughs> Not a rook. Oh my God! Please. <laughs> okay, picture this. Where's Popey? But he's uh, amongst massive white chess pieces. Yes, that is so good. Yeah. So- Matt, that is so good. <laughs> you're just smashing it out yeah. today. Do you, if we could get, like, do go on listeners, we have a lot of artists that listen. Yeah. If we could give them one scene each. Yes. And then we could somehow- Make a book of make it. Make a book out of it. That would be so funny. Where's Popey? Where, yeah, where's Popey? Where, where, where's and like all on, Do pro- go on publishing? Yeah. yeah. And all proceeds go to us. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be good. 1% goes to the Pope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think- He's the, fine. I feel like the artist would probably make the money out of it. Oh, Nah, it's our idea, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, and I think they want to contribute. <laughs> oh, we could pay them with, um, you know, uh, what do, what do they say to us when they exposure, exposure, exposure? Like what? Are, what do they say to what us? What do they say to us? Exposure. Yeah, you could get no, it's great exposure. We'll great tag exposure. you. Pay's not very good. Uh, in fact, there is no pay. Mm. But geez, the exposure. Great. From this- the exposure to be great when you MC this gig in front of four hundred real estate agents. Yeah. That's great exposure. Great exposure. It could be really good for your career. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say to us? Dave knew. I know. I knew what you meant. So, when ISAX got involved, there was mixed reports of what happened and how bad the injuries were. But after this, chess games were banned at the Soviet Russian Antarctic stations. You can't play chess there. Too heated. Too heated. Because you can't ban ice axes. I guess they're needed. It's <laughs> still important. Yeah. What? So, chess. Isn't that funny? Mm. Not just banning psychos. <laughs> <laughs> They're blaming chess. Chess doesn't kill yeah. people. Yeah. People kill people. Chess is the problem. <laughs> yeah. They've looked at it and gone, okay, if you take chess out of the equation, <laughs> these people are pretty nice, normal Nothing people. Nothing would have yeah. happened. I'm sure this guy, if he was playing a more civilised game. Yeah, snakes and ladders, fine. <laughs> yeah. Connect four. Yeah. <laughs> checkers. Then fine. But, yeah, chess. Chess. That really gets the blood boiling. Game of killers. <laughs> yeah. Now, remember I mentioned before how- some people can take the news badly that they have to stay another year. Yes. Well, in 1984, the Brown Station. Oh, no. 
Ablution Station. For, formerly the White Station, but <laughs> could change. Operated by Argentina, was burned to the ground <gasps> by the leader and doctor of the station after being told he had to stay another year. Oh, so he's like, how can I stay? Yeah. Or how can any of us stay? Yeah. Wow. If I burn- the, the station personnel were rescued by a ship because they had nowhere to go. There's no word on what happened to the doctor. I don't know if he was arrested or something like that, but it was like, no, I'm going home. We have nowhere to sleep. That's- Bit of gasoline. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty clever. I mean, he gets results. Yeah. If you're, especially if you're one of the others, you're like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. Yeah, but, yeah. oh, I think there is a can of gasoline well, over there. They're kind of going, we can't get a ship to you. You've burnt it down? All right, we'll get a ship yeah. to you. Oh, <laughs> feels like we've maybe called your bluff Actually, there. here's yeah. a ship I prepared earlier. Yeah. yeah. It's actually one around the corner. We'll be there in a sec. You'd want it to be there pretty quick because where are they sleeping that night? Yeah. <laughs> You're you camping out. Get a speedboat out there. All of a sudden. You- <laughs> Picked up by a speedboat. <laughs> 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 David Hasselhoff. Yeah, that's it's right. so- He's like, I'll be there in eight minutes. <laughs> Your whole face is frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Still wearing sunglasses I'll be though. There in eight minutes. Some people devil it all day. Imagine the nipples. Yeah, he's still wearing just red shorts yeah, yeah. and that weird red plastic thing that they rescued everyone yeah. with. His nipples have got frostbite. They're yeah. gone. They're he, a looks foot like long. A, he looks like a candle. I'll be there. I'll be there. He will in eight minutes. <laughs> then we jump to 9th of October 1996 at the Terrifyingly named U.S. McMurdo Station. McMurdo. McMurdo. <laughs> Jeez, imagine if, like, the guy burns it down. They're like, we need a place to stay. And they're trekking through the night and they see a little light. And they go, oh, great. Sanctuary. We're, we're safe. We're safe. <laughs> Knock on the front door. Hey, oh, welcome to McMurdo Mansion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I guess we've got no other options. Probably just an unlucky name. And the guy's like wearing like a, a hood yeah. and he's holding a, a flaming torch. Yeah. Come with me. <laughs> Sorry, a bit in American? Uh, <laughs> water. Come. <laughs> and, uh, give, me a, give me another phrase. I need more than water. Come with me. Come with me. <laughs> Hey, come with me. It's gotta be me. <laughs> gotta be me. Hey, come with me. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, hey, we got plenty of room in the dungeon. <laughs> Turns out they actually just have a really sick setup yeah, in the dungeon. In the really, basement. They yeah. call it the dungeon. Yeah. They play a Bit lot of, of D and D in there. But they won't push it if you don't want to play. <laughs> They're actually very chill. They're lovely at the McMurdo yeah. station. <laughs> anyway, what happened? Except oh, no. on the 8th of October 1996, <laughs> a fight occurred between two workers in the kitchen. One worker attacked the other with a hammer. Why they had a hammer in the kitchen? Maybe they were tenderizing something. <laughs> Another cook tried to break up the fight and was also injured. Both victims required stitches but were able to fully recover. But FBI agents from the United States were sent to McMurdo Station to investigate. Oh, my God. Imagine being in the FBI and you get, you're getting sent to Antarctica. <laughs> I'll be there in eight minutes. <laughs> Sounds like that's... I'm pretty sure Mulder and Scully went down there a few times on X-Files. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a really good one. Well, they go down there because what they've done, they've been drilling in the ice, but they've accidentally unearthed like an ancient pathogen mm. that like makes people lose their minds. Yes. Yeah, that's that's not good. good. That was Antarctica, not was well, you know it was in a frosty place. Oh, there's also 
They go down to Antarctica. I think there's maybe an alien ship under the ice. Mm. In one of the, I think the first movie, maybe. They yeah, go that's right. There's a few. There's a few. Jeez, they love it. I mean, that's like Star Wars. There's how many scapes can you get? We got forest, <laughs> the forest planet. Ice planet, oh, sand well, planet. If you think about the X-Files, there's three episodes that are almost exactly the same. There's one where they go to, uh, there's a volcano that's erupted and that's brought up some sort of pathogen and people losing their minds. There's one where they go into the forest and there's some sort of buggy oh, type thing. Oh, yeah, that's a good D- one. Darkness Falls, that one's called. And they also have to go and investigate. And then they also go to the ice. So, like you're saying, they just go through these different- wow. And there's also one where they go on a battleship and then the water makes people go old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> makes people go old. Yeah, that's right. And then was there one where it's like a time- Was that the time traveling one or was that a different one? Because there was one where they, like, the ship just, like, pa- passed, like, uh, oh, yeah, through time. Oh, yeah, another- Yeah, time traveling one. It's, is it the black and Make, white one? Yeah, it makes them go old in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> what a show. Wow. What a show. Love it. I love all three kinds of episodes they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the alien one, the buggy one. Oh, we shouldn't forget the- Horrible inbreeding one as well. Oh, that's scary, that's, that one. Yeah, that's a grim one. I've only watched that once. Yeah, that's you don't go back to that as a comfort view. Scary. But the mum in that went on to portray Maurice in the new Planet of the Apes films. There you go. And I think through a connection in America, a listener of the show, a Patreon, uh, named Jess, she reckons that I might be able to interview her on Primates. Ooh. I'll have to get you on, Dave, so you can- Because she's been on- She's played three different- uh, Or multiple different characters on three episodes of X-Files as well. Oh, that's so awesome. That's cool. So, hopefully that- Yeah, hopefully we can make that happen. Imagine. That's Imagine. Imagine. Morris. Maurice. <laughs> that's cool. He's the coolest character. He's the teaching orangutan guy. Hmm. Pretty sick. <laughs> I saw the orangutans it was based on. No big deal. <laughs> What are we talking about? Dave, please go on. Perhaps the most intriguing case, and to be honest, main part of today's report, involves Australian Rodney Marks. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rodney Marsh. <sighs> Rod Marsh. <laughs> One of the great Australian wicket keepers. I'm afraid not. <laughs> Imagine if he was involved. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Rodney Marsh. Rodney, what are you doing here? <laughs> You can't play cricket here, mate. mate. It's too cold. We got a basketball court, isn't it? Cricket pitch. Grass doesn't grow here, he's mate. Silly bugger. Rodney. <laughs> Rodney's. I don't think about it enough, but Rodney's up there. He's a with great, the great name. names. I think you could pass for a Rodney. You reckon I could pass for a Rodney? Yeah, yeah. Especially Four. when you're older, older than the wind. I think the Gary's obviously up the top. Then you got Bruce, Rodney, Greg. Yep. And you slash Greg Gregory slash yep. Gregan. 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 Yes. Gregan. Yeah, the big four. Keith. 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 They're the five. Keith. Big fan of Keith. And Rod Marsh. See, the one whose nickname was Bacchus. Oh, very good. (laughs) Because of Bacchus Marsh. Good stuff. That is good stuff. Jeez, Aussie cricketers are witty. Yes. (laughs) Famously. And wickety. But this. Gosh, that's good. Are you a cricketer? cricketer? (laughs) That was was Australian cricket level wit. (laughs) Never played, but I reckon I'd be really good at it. Really Just based good. on that. It's like how, um, uh, I kind of don't even remember his real name. Lion, the spinner. Nathan Lion. Nathan Lion. Nicknames Gary because there was all, there's an old footballer called Gary Lion. That's good. That's stuff. clever. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and funny because it's like he's internationally much more famous <laughs> yeah. than Gary Lion, but he's nicknamed after. That's so good. 
All right, but we're talking about not Rodney Marsh. Yes. Rodney Marks. That's right. Marks was born and studied in Geelong here in Victoria. He was an astrophysicist. He'd previously wintered over at the South Pole Station in 1997 to 1998 and having first visited the continent in 1993. He obviously loved Antarctica, spent a lot of his time down there. According to Men's Journal, which has a great long-form article on Rodney Marks that I'll link to in the show notes, Marks' specialty was radio astronomy, a highly accurate method of viewing the cosmos that relies on capturing the radio waves that objects in space transmit. And it's obviously, Antarctica is a great place to do that. Oh, is it? Yeah, because you know when you go to a country town or just out in the bush, how great the stars are? Mm, is it beautiful. another level in Antarctica? I'm, I, don't, I don't know if it's because you can see the stars or there's less radio transmissions that get in the way. I don't know. But apparently down there, it's beautiful. They do have lovely telescopes. Right. They can see clearly. That so probably I imagine- helps as well, which also country towns have. That's why you can see it so well <laughs> yeah. out there. There's just every yeah. one in the country has a They've beautiful telescope. Yeah. But and is it true there's like a you know the northern lights is there an equivalent in Antarctica? Yeah, the aurora australis. australis. Yeah, I, I think I only heard of that recently. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, see, that's you- another thing we could go and see when we do a year of podcast. Yeah, yes. You can also you can sometimes see it in Tassie and sometimes even w- really? w- South WA. Oh, that's awesome! I'd love to see that. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> something that uh, when they email you from Antarctica, if someone does, can you let us know if you've seen. Aurora Australis. Let us know. Please. Please. Unless you've already sent, hit send on the email, then reply to that email and say, yeah. P.S. I have seen. Yeah. Maybe listen lights. to the whole episode first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have some more questions. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, third question Who are you and what do you do? Yeah. We should name him just for ease for later on. Keith? Yeah. Keith, Keith is that you? Come on. Come on, Keith. You're better than that, Keith. Come on, Keith. In the year 2000, then age 32, Marks was stationed at the Amundsen Scott. South Pole Station. He was working on the Antarctic Submillimeter Telescope and Remote Observatory, a research project for the University of Chicago. So it's right at the South Pole, in the southernmost point under the jurisdiction, in brackets, not sovereignty, of the United States. And until 2010, the base housed a giant glass dome that truly looks like a James Bond villain's lair. It's awesome. And I'm pretty sure that they've used outside shots of it in episodes of The X-Files. Oh, that's awesome. Because it is like in the middle of the snow, this giant glass thing. It looks awesome. wild. It's no longer it's no longer used. They've got a new base. But extremely remote, even more remote than the other bases I spoke about, the South Pole has 24 hours of light over many months in summer. And conversely, one day the sun sets in winter and then there is complete darkness for several months, mm. which I think I would lose my mind. Yeah, I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't cope with that. I think either of those uh, is not at the peak of either of those is not when you want to get the news you're there for another year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine that it's just you're in the middle of darkness nonstop, and then you hear that you're like, "All right, I'm already feeling a bit All weird." Right. Yeah, do not challenge me to a game yeah. of chess yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set fire to the station. <laughs> yeah. There was a real culture of drinking under the dome, especially during the long winter months. Staff got together at the bar 90 South. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you do know what's cool, don't you? <laughs> Men's Journal again writes, In 1996, a worker was thrown into detox three times before he was finally forced to live in the medical facility, isolated from the rest of the population. Because he was just drinking so much. In 2000, one staffer was rumoured to have racked up a $10,000 bar tab. Oh, so you got a 
Pay but, for yeah, the drinks. Nah, okay. Well, I just assumed open bar. Yeah, I but just that assumed would... everything was free. Yeah, but... 10000 But, like, you know how, like, when you go to places that are pretty remote, the bar prices... Like, I went to the Bahamas earlier in the year, very expensive to buy a beer there. Yeah. Antarctica, South Pole, what is that, 10 beers? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that is interesting. Who's... So, is there a... There's someone down there just running a business? Like, I think someone would be employed to be in charge of the bar. That would be part of their, their job. I don't know if they're, like, the recreation supervisor or something like that. Ten grand. And maybe it all goes back into the research. I don't think they're turning a profit from yeah. the bar. It costs millions of dollars to set up. Because, but- that is, yeah, that definitely feels uh, dangerous. You yeah. Don't, you don't want people isolated, a place where people's mental health is fragile, and yes. then there's not a lot of – there's not good medical – yeah. Uh, set up there. So, a bit of self-medication. Yeah. Man, I just, I, I don't know how alcoholics do it. Like, the hangovers. <laughs> I guess that's how they do it. They just never you have never one. never have a hangover. Exactly. Just keep drinking. Keep the bus going. Mm. The crew apparently also made their own moonshine on the base. So there's wow. a cheaper way that's to have, have a drink. That's how you do it. Yeah. Rodney Marks, our guy, liked to drink and played guitar in the South Pole Band. And their name was Fanny Pack and the Big Nancy Boys. <laughs> That's fantastic. You couldn't even get to <laughs> saying it. I was like, took a little breath. Yeah. i got to say Here this. Here I go. Here's the- Fanny Pack and the Big Nancy Boys. Are you boys. sure that it's not Rodney Marsh? Because this does feel, that feels like it could be a cricket all-star team. Yeah. Six and out style. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Do you know about that band, Jess? There was a team made up of Australian cricketers called Six and Out. <laughs> Brett Lee and his brother Shane. And uh, yeah, a couple. I think it was on New South Wales cricket. Oh no, I don't know it. Big in India. Ah, uh, yes, I think they might have had a hit over there. Bradley's so big over He's there. He's huge. <laughs> so Rodney Marks, Fanny Pack, Can and you the just Big go on Nancy Boys. Backish. So backish. So backish. Is that Sean Connery saying backish marsh? Backish marks. Backish marsh. Mark. Do you say backish marks? Backish marks. <laughs> Car marks, brother. Backish. <laughs> His girlfriend, Sonia, played bass in the band. Wow. The two fell in love during the summer-winter transition, just as she was about to be shipped out at the end of her contract. They wanted to stay together so badly that she quickly applied for a winter position and was accepted just a week before the plane out. Wow. Winter position. That's actually the one that um, <laughs> Michael Pope came up with. <laughs> that killed him. That killed him. <laughs> Assume the winter position. <laughs> Snapped himself in half. <laughs> Too cold down there. <laughs> what a way to go. So she stayed for love. Stayed for love. And he had purple hair. She had green. Can I make it any more obvious? <laughs> Bit couple- of a... Who was saying that? <laughs> that was al- it was Avril. almost Avril Lavigne, but not quite. The couple soon got engaged. Huh. Beautiful. So had they just met before she was meant to leave. That's unlucky. Oh, no... A few months before she went to leave. Right. Yeah, but then the, it got quite serious and she's like, I don't want to leave. I was able to apply to stay. So now they're bunking together. On the 11th of May 2000, Rodney Marks became unwell whilst walking between the remote observatory and the base. He was feverish, complaining of stomach pains and nausea. Turns out he hadn't dyed his hair. It was just a symptom. <laughs> Sounds like Dave after too much cheese. Should have probably known. My stomach... <laughs> Yeah, oh, it must. It's, it's, the, it's, nib. it's, it's the, the nib. It's 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 the
Put me out of my misery. I got the black nip. <laughs> All right, Doc, I'll shoot you. You shoot me. Doctor's like, I'm fine. <laughs> and I and think I'm you, not going to shoot you. I think you just might be lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to live in a world without cheese. <laughs> you could take something for it. Jesus, David. How did you pass the psych test? <laughs> I didn't tell them about cheese. <laughs> they didn't ask. I didn't cheese tell. didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> Could have turned up. Don't tell policy about cheese. <laughs> What's got, happening? I've got a $10,000 cheese tab. This has been a weird episode, well hasn't it? For an hour. <laughs> it, feels, it has been a weird- Has it been a weirder episode than normal? <laughs> Only in vibe. Yes, okay. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying myself, but things are taking a dark turn here, can I say? Because okay. okay. he's sick suddenly. No, but, they, but they've just fallen in love. They've got, they're engaged. I'm afraid. Oh, no. Things are not going on because he starts vomiting blood. <gasps> That's Something not good. clearly is not right. Yep. It's not just the cheese. Something's going wrong. Over 36 hours, Rodney Marks' condition progressively worsened and he sought help from the base's doctor, Dr. Robert Thompson, three times. Marks was so sensitive to light that he wore sunglasses around the base, which made him look really cool, but he was quite sick. Purple air sunglasses. I could not get any cooler. He sounds like he could have been a member of a Weed Hornet. Oh, he wishes. Well, actually, no, this was the guy who was a member of that other band, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Probably the kind of band that could have supported Wayne Horton. Fanny Pack and the Big Nancy Boys. <laughs> the Big Nancy Boys. This is the year 2000, a couple of years before we don't. They were a big influence on oh, us. Okay, yep. <laughs> So medical advice was sought by Satellite because he kept going to the doctor saying, I'm getting worse, I'm feeling terrible, I'm vomiting blood. Clearly something's going wrong. So they radioed out for Satellite support, but Marks died the next <gasps> day on the 12th of May 2000, age 32, with his condition undiagnosed. Holy Whoa. shit. It was shocking, fully unexpected, but no one suspected foul play. They just thought, I don't know, it's just something oh. happened. You just got sick. Oh, yeah. I didn't suspect foul play either until you said that. Yeah, but now I'll put Jeez. it in your head. At the start of the episode, he said crime. Mm-hmm. And that was an hour ago. <laughs> Sorry, I just nerded out about Antarctica. No, I loved it. I loved it. I loved watching you nerd out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm it- still not going to Antarctica. Damn it, damn it. That was going to be my pitch at the end. <laughs> when are we going? <laughs> According to one of our favourite websites, all that's interesting, the National Science Foundation, which go- which governs all US-based research at the station, issued a statement announcing that Marx had died of natural causes. Doesn't seem very natural. But they were like, I mean, what else, what else has happened to you? He's got some sort of like illness, quickly died. But because of the remote location of the South Pole base and the harsh winter weather, his body wasn't able to be immediately repatriated. Mm. Instead, his body was kept in a freezer at the observatory for six months until it could be- Would fl- that, Was that necessary? Keeping him in the freezer? Put him outside. <laughs> yeah. Put him on the, on the porch. How much power are they wasting having a freezer? Just treat him as a roundabout. <laughs> yeah. If you feel like an ice cream, just go outside. <laughs> yeah. Grab one. Grab one. It's got an esky out there. Yeah. Or a cholly bun. Thank you. Well, thank you for the, mentioning the trolley burn because after six months, his body was flown to Christchurch in New Zealand for an autopsy. Home oh. of the chili bond. Home of the chili bond. The chilliest of bonds. <laughs> Both the US and Australian governments agreed to the postmortem being conducted in New Zealand. Because remember, it's very uh, complicated about the jurisdiction because he was working on an American base, but he's an Australian citizen, so yep. technically it comes under the Australian stuff. Yeah. But then uh, the- New Zealand base is the closest to get him back for the autopsy, and everyone agreed, fine. We think you died of natural causes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's but just... you got to investigate. You yeah. take care of it. 
And also, it's like, is Australia being like, what if New Zealand messes with this? Why would they? Yeah. Like, why would you be- Yeah, why would they? We love New Zealand. And they they, they don't mind us. They acknowledge we exist sometimes. Yeah. I think of Australia as being New Zealand's western state. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) God, we could be so lucky. I absolutely agree. But there was real shock when the autopsy established that Rodney Marks had died- from methanol poisoning. Oh. A highly toxic wood alcohol-based chemical that Marks may have used to clean the high-tech telescopes. Oh. But it was found in amounts far beyond what would be expected with normal contact. About a small wine glass's worth had been consumed. Oh, oh shit. It's so not like you accidentally licked your fingers or something yeah, after yeah, cleaning yeah. it. Another curious thing was noticed. Marks had needle marks on his arms, but no illegal drugs in his body. Something was off, and it needed investigating. But this is where the complicated territorial claims in Antarctica come into play. The territory on which the Amundsen-Scott Station is built has long since been a source of controversy between the US and New Zealand. Though it is a US base, and most of the people who work there are Americans, the land on which it sits is claimed by New Zealand... And Rodney Marks was an Australian citizen. So, there's three separate governments talking about this. Instinctively, I'm siding with New Zealand here. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need any more info. My ruling's with New Zealand. (laughs) The Kiwis, for sure. Well, let's find out. For years, the New Zealand police attempted to find the truth. If he was murdered, only 49 other people lived on the base. So, the suspect pool is pretty limited. Mm. But the New Zealand investigation was hit by a series of walls... From the US government. Can I just check? Is that a literal suspect pool at the base? Is that what they make them all? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's sauna, a basketball court, <laughs> basketball court, the suspect, suspect pool, Olympic sized pool. It's been sitting there dormant for <laughs> since we built it. <laughs> Finally, we get to everyone in, all 49 in the suspect pool place. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> What's <yeah. laughs> And you wonder why we've been here for nearly an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we're having fun though. We're having fun. I think AJ is going to have fun editing out yeah. a lot of nonsense. <laughs> is that why you've been instinctively started with New Zealand? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. AJ, you want him to be kind to you? Yeah. No, I In mean, I, I do that anyway, but yeah. Uh, I, he does personify New Zealand to me. Yes. One of the nicest guys. Yes. Uh, An angel. True of heart. Yes. And very smart. True of heart and very smart. Someone get me a pen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in pain. I'm operating on myself here. <laughs> but no, I... Um, Anything that's been left in, I think the listeners should know that AJ has approved of that. Yeah. We agree that it was tedious nonsense. Agreed. But, but if AJ's AJ, left it yeah. in, AJ's left it in. And we trust AJ's instincts. That's right. And who are you to question AJ? How fucking dare you question yeah. AJ? But if you do want to get onto him, AJ in HD on yes, social media. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Follow him on TikTok and, uh, and elsewhere and just let him know your thoughts. Positively. Yes. Yeah, positive, positive thoughts only, please. So they wanted to contact... 49 of these people, the New Zealand police. Yeah. Clearly, if, if there has been a murder, one of these 49 people did it, so let's talk to them. But all efforts to find a list of staff at the base were ignored by the US authorities. Eventually, they were given email contacts for Mark's colleagues. Police then sent questionnaires to all 49 of Rodney Mark's co-workers, but they received only 13 replies. Interesting. Oh, that's 36 people just ignored them. I'm not ignoring the police. No. But what if I went to spam or something, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That can happen. Fuck, I could be ignoring the police right now. Yeah. 
They might be like going, Jess. Hello. Hello. Uh, as per our last email. Come on. Come on. And I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. As per our last email, you owe us $100 in fines. Please play in an iTunes gifts voucher. Yeah. Can I uh, have a quick uh, guess of what's happened here? 36 of the 49 couldn't swim. And they suspect. were treading water for a little while. Eventually, yep. their body's just floating in the suspect pool, leaving <laughs> only 39 of the strongest swimmers left. How many do you think there are? 36 have, have perished. But there's and 39, 39 left. left. And there's 13 left. 13 left. Oh, right. my nickname for 13 is 39. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. It's a complicated system, but one, it works for me. And one of those 13 survivors <laughs> killed him? Uh, we don't know. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the murderer was a bad swimmer. Wow. We don't know. We don't know, Dave. Do we know? I what nationality s- was his fiance? Oh, good question. Not sure? I don't, I'm not sure. They mm. always go to the partner. That's always the, one of the big suspects, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Right. And there's nationalities you trust more than others. <laughs> no. Can we get a quick list? <laughs> of, uh, most, a quick tru- list of- most trustworthy to least trustworthy. <laughs> no, I meant more that like- Oh, she was also Australian. Guilty. Guilty. Oh, okay. Can't trust the Australians. Well, as long as you're- Yeah. I think that's okay too. I can say that. I think you can say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting into dicey territory yeah, with, with the rest of your list. AJ has edited out the list. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was- uh, Impassioned. In, in a word- Problematic. <laughs> no, my you'll th- never believe the least trustworthy country. <laughs> my thinking was that the Americans were being a little—they weren't being very helpful. They weren't being very responsive. They absolutely have not. So been. I was like, maybe she's American, and they're just ah, protecting their protecting own, protecting her, or one of the other. Nearly everyone else is American, so I, yeah. I presume she is, she but I don't be. know. Hmm. New Zealand detective Grant Warmold suggested that some of the people they tried to contact may have quote thought twice about making contact on the basis of their future employment situation. Ah. Uh, like because the base is like, oh hey, maybe don't don't talk to them. Yeah. It looks bad for the base and if you want to keep getting a job from us, yeah, yeah, just yeah, sort you're of going to blank them. Yeah. Detective Warmold requested the results of lab tests done on what little evidence was collected in Rodney Marks' room and work area. He got no response. The New Zealand police say that a full investigation into Marx's death had been carried out by US organisations, but they have refused to release their findings. Oh, that's weird. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit suspicious, isn't it? Mm. Theories have been put forward. One is that he drank the methanol on purpose. The Guardian writes, he was also known to be a binge drinker. Perhaps he had distilled his own booze and then accidentally poisoned himself, it was suggested. Yet alcohol was readily available on the base, and yet Marx was an experienced drinker who would have known the dangers of homemade spirits. As one colleague described him, Marx was a brilliant, witty, and steady sort of bloke who drank to excess on occasion. So they're Australian. Saying, that was, sounds like an Australian. It is. Yeah, it's such that's a, an Australian. It's like if I ever get poisoned with alcohol, people will be like, yep. Well, we know he likes drinking, so yeah. <laughs> he did it himself. Yeah. That's like it's wild that, that, that uh, I hope, yeah. Hope uh, you know that I won't do that. I don't care what they say. Well, okay. The Guardian or or whoever else. Yeah. But, but the Guardian is basically saying that seems unlikely. The guard. Okay, no, good on the Guardian. Was better call him. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> Old men call it. Uh, that's bloody fish and chip wrapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you do that with an online newspaper, but... (laughs) Got him. Another theory is it was an accident, but this was ruled out because the only presence of methanol at the camp was a diluted form in cleaning supplies for the telescopes. Pretty hard to accidentally drink it, you'd think. Yeah, and a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Men's Journal writes, Detective Warmold would eventually learn that Marx's workspace was notoriously messy. Bottles of lab agents like methanol and ethanol were often strewn about alongside a dozen or so empty bottles of alcohol. The methanol used at the South Pole is similar to a car's windshield wiper fluid, while the less toxic ethanol, a common ingredient in the base's homemade moonshine, is more like rubbing alcohol. Both are colourless and nearly as odourless as vodka, and almost indistinguishable from one another in taste. Mistaking the two was certainly a possibility, especially by someone under the influence of alcohol. But other people again have said, that seems unlikely to me. Mm. And the inje- and needle marks. Yeah, that seems a bit Yeah, sus. the needle marks. That's suspicious. An inquest was finally held in 2007 where Grant Warmold revealed it was most unlikely, in his words, that the scientist had knowingly ingested the methanol that had killed him. Mm. Which The Guardian suggests means that Marx had been deliberately poisoned or was the victim of a prank or an act of criminal negligence. Pretty good prank. Such <laughs> a good prank. Got him. Gene Davidson, who was a colleague of Marx, said... He was too smart to drink it knowingly. If anything, maybe someone else didn't know the difference between methanol and ethanol and put the wrong thing in his drink. Saying, here, drink this. It'll give you a good buzz. I always come back to the idea he was slipped it and maybe the person didn't even know it. So someone had accidentally poisoned him. Right. That's their theory. If Rodney Marx had known he'd accidentally consumed the methanol, he would have likely said something in the 36 hours when he was sick because he kept going to the doctor saying, I'm exactly, sick. I yeah. don't know why I'm sick. Yeah. And if he'd done it himself... He would be going to the doctor being like, I drank this. I drank this. Maybe it wasn't bad. Maybe it wasn't good. I've had this to drink. I've had this to eat. But didn't say anything like that. Yeah. He just said, I'm I'm feeling terrible. I feel like I'm dying. I don't know what's going on. Tragically, a machine that could have saved his life sat in the corner of the medical room where he died. What? It's called, and I'm going to have an attempt at this, an Ectchem blood analyzer, which would have recognized an normal anion gap in Marx's blood, the cause for which makes up a fairly short list, including methanol poisoning. Oh, wow. Had his condition been caught in time, reversing the effects could have been a simple matter of running a mixture of ethanol and saline through his blood. Oh, jeez. Just a drip. Well, through his body, sorry. I didn't mean blood, but through his it, body. Yeah, yeah they it, would have hooked him up to a drip. A drain, and it would have yeah, like, a drip, yeah. Is it the kind of thing that... Like the the doctor on the base would be going, I should have done that, or is it like? The- yes. So, Man's Journal notes the machine's single tiny lithium ion battery had died, and oh. therefore the machine lost its calibration every time it was turned on. Once turned back on, it took up to nine hours to recalibrate because usually the battery just keeps the data going. Yeah. But it it was dead. Base physician Robert Thompson had known about the malfunction and even reported it to the company Raytheon, but for some reason never attempted to fix it and decided against simply leaving it on all the time, just plugged into the wall. It was by no means a necessary piece of equipment in yeah. the physician's day-to-day duties, yeah. but it was there for a reason, they write, emergencies just like this one. Yeah, it's sort of like and even- I, I have limited PowerPoints. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not going to waste. <laughs> I mean, I'll keep my phone charged. But it, but yeah. he, he survived for more than nine hours anyway, exactly, so yeah. first time he comes in could flick it on. If you'd fired it on in the first yeah. nine hours. Surely you're yeah. like, you're vomiting blood. There's something in your system that's not good. Let's check it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I should say I that. I am a doctor. Oh, okay. So I would well, have straight I'll, away. Well, sorry. I'll defer to you then. <laughs> I would have straight away been testing the blood. Yeah. Okay. And then running a mix of saline and Oh, yeah. Ethanol oh, you throat. would have chosen to save his life. Well, that's I'm not one a of bad, those not doctors. Not a bad option. Because <laughs> you took the Hippocratic Oath. Of course. And not all doctors not, stand by that. Not all take it. It's optional. Oh, is it? That's what people don't realise. On one? It's optional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you decided to take it? I was like, no, nah, you know what? I'll do it. 
That is, I think that's great. Yeah, thanks. I think that's great. I think you're great. <laughs> Stop flirting with me. Okay. I'm a doctor. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> you can't I flirt with doctors. Love a woman in uniform. <laughs> the doctor uniform you wear. <laughs> scrubs. A woman in scrubs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I should say suicide was also investigated and ruled out by by Grant Warmold as the least likely explanation. Again, because he'd gone in there being like, I don't know what's happening yeah. to me. Please help me. I I feel terrible. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm. Again, even if you decided, I no, this is awful. I would love to live. You'd say, I've drunk this. Yeah. Mm. Can yeah. you fix this? Exactly right. He was just in complete confusion. Men's Journal that has a long-form article on this, like, like I said, seemed to think that the reason the US and the base didn't want to cooperate with any of the investigations was to avoid the PR nightmare of having one of their workers murdered or dying accidentally ingesting poison and not having the medical equipment in working order to save them. Is I think that's I think they've got the priorities in the right order there. Yeah. Mm. Well that's that's just a theory from Men's Journal. Yeah. Because yeah. it is a bit sus that they have not played along. Apparently done their own investigation, never released the results. Mm. Isn't that just to me that feels wild? That it's not like you you figure it out and then you fix your system. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. But I am not an American administrator in whatever um, department that would be. Oh, okay. Well, that's the difference. Yeah. The Department of Cover-Ups. The Department of Cover-Ups, yeah. I don't work in that. Actually, I wouldn't even if they wanted me to because I don't like cover-ups. No, you like the truth. I like getting it all out there. <laughs> I like getting the truth and I like getting it all out there. Because I believe the truth is out there, but I want to get it right <laughs> out there. <laughs> so, yeah, Men's Journal posit that they already knew that alcohol had a problem at the base and this would not have been a good look at all. Yeah. That's what they think. Men's Journal also put forward a new theory in 2017. Harry Maha, South Pole Health and Safety Officer at the time, mentioned to investigators that he saw an unusual shaped bottle of liquor he'd heard that Marx had brought back to the base from a an R and R trip to New Zealand just before the start of winter. Colleague and friend Darren Schneider remembers the bottle too and says it was among several empty ones found behind Marx's computer after he died. He recalls it had an exotic looking black and white label with writing in Portuguese or a similar language and a picture of a shrimp. He believes that it was thrown away with all the other bottles when they cleared out the room. But one colleague who remembers the bottle but wishes to remain anonymous told Men's Journal in 2017 that as soon as he learned Marx had been poisoned, it hit him that this bottle could have played a role. He had a theory and he shared it at the time with a fellow crew member and investigators, but it was roundly dismissed as wild speculation and was never investigated. His theory is that there have been many reports on liquor in Southeast Asia being souped up with methanol and that sometimes people die after unknowingly ingesting the poison. And, in fact, the World Health Organization reports as many as 300 deaths per year relating to lack of quality controls, especially in the preparation of illicit liquor. And they happen all over the world, and all these deaths are the result of acute methanol poisoning. Ah. But it is just a theory. But he's, his theory is that he brought back this alcohol from a trip. But it was from New Zealand, which is what I imagine has You think so, but maybe it's some sort of homemade thing. He's had it, had it to drink, hasn't realized, oh, my God, this is actually poisonous. Died 36 hours later. I would say that does sound like wild speculation. Yeah, it is. Because he's like, oh, I haven't seen that bottle before. Probably poison. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's quite a specific description as well, though. You'd think you'd be able to find a- Find the shrimp bottle. Yeah. I should also note that you might be thinking the moonshine they drank tested negative for methanol, so Mm -hmm. it definitely wasn't the moonshine. 
But we're left with many questions. Why the stonewalling from the US? Are they covering up something? Sadly, we don't know what happened to Rodney Marks, and it's likely we never will. We don't know because, that's right, it's a mystery episode. Oh, my God. I really think we should get Mulder and Scully onto this. Yeah. They love Antarctica. Yeah. Get them down there. Get them back down there. And Mulder will go in yeah. and he'll say, he'll, he'll have a look around and say, you know what, there is a, a chance that this is an alien dust yep. that came down from a planet yes. in another okay. solar system. Oh, my yes. gosh. And it drifted down and it landed in this shrimp bottle. Yes. And um I think I think aliens got inside the bottle. The bottle. Yes. In turn. Yep. Into the body. Yes. Yes. And they started a colony uh-huh. in his body. Uh-huh. And in their renovations they had to dig up a lot of stuff, his organs. Yes. And that resulted in bleeding. Uh-huh. Uh, which was a vac- sort of like mouth ablutioned. Yes. <laughs> And uh, now he's he's probably, you know, an alien colony. And what would Scully say to that? I don't know, Mulder. <laughs> and then it would turn out that he's 100% right. <laughs> yeah. Every time. She'll never learn. And then her medical background, the fact that she's a trained doctor means nothing. Yeah. No. The fact that she does autopsies and she still somehow misses it. <laughs> she misses the aliens. They were waving at Come her. Come on. Oh, hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our new colony. They're actually they're very nice. Yeah. It was a, it was just a whoopsie. They didn't realise yeah. they were um, creating their colony inside they a man. They were mortified. They were like, oh, my, <laughs> oh God, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't realise someone already lived here. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Oh I have repainted. <laughs> I painted his liver. Oh, it's oh, so embarrassing. No. Does he need that? He's dead. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Can, oh, can no. we stay here? Can we stay yeah. here? We painted the nib of his appendix black. <laughs> Is that an issue? Everyone painted. <laughs> Rodney Marks' legacy and memorial does live on on the continent. Mount Marks, a mountain in the Worcester Range of Antarctica with a height of 2,600 metres or 8,500 feet, is named after him. A plaque was erected at the base at the site of the South Pole in January 2001 and it is marked by a memorial to him. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That Jeez, nice. it's such a it is such a sad story. It is really sad. No closure for friends and family. Yeah, I, th- I read an interview with his dad. He said, "I've given up on finding out the truth." <sighs> which is so, so sad. So sad. That's so sad. Just yeah, and um, the his what about his his uh, girlfriend? Yes, and she had to stay on the base. After you know, because yeah. it was in winter, no one was going home. So you're there with, and your colleagues have to keep working. Everyone, yeah. it's such a small. Th- Small knit thing. Just Everyone knows, so knows each other. Fanny Pack have to keep playing without him. Yeah. What was it? What was his role in the band? The front man. Uh, he played guitar. Yeah. That was a pretty around. important role. She played bass. Yeah. Oh man. Um. But I do want to end on that down note because it's certainly not the most recent crime to occur in Antarctica. Oh wow. Gonna, are you going to leave on an uplifting Antarctic crime? <laughs> well, in comparison, on the 9th of October, October. It's a wild time of year. 2018, a stabbing occurred at a Russian research station. <laughs> Dave, no. <laughs> let me finish. Let me. Finish. I can. I can win this battle. The victim was a Nazi. <laughs> Sergei Savitsky, a 54-year-old electrical engineer, stabbed Oleg Balogozov, a 52-year-old welder, in the chest multiple times. But the reason for the stabbing was re- reported as being because Balogozov was giving away the endings of books that Savitsky <laughs> was checking out of the station's library. <laughs> <laughs> this did this recently got posted in the 
in the Patreon group. Yeah, on that's Facebook. right. I'd already that, researched. So that's funny. Amazing. He was arrested, but was remorseful, and his victim forgiving him. From the, the, from the great beyond or no he lived, oh, he lived stabbed multiple times but he forgave the stabber so when it went before a judge the case was dropped oh, wow. wow so it really was a victimless crime and d- did the victim stop spoiling endings yeah. <laughs> what a weird thing to do so weird and so funny <sighs> yeah that was I, uplifting I, thanks yeah. Dave yeah. <laughs> I, like, I feel uplifted it's just one of those things that like spending months if not years of your life down there in close proximity Weird things are going to happen. You mm. just go a bit nuts. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and he would think it's pretty funny just winding him up a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like honestly, please stop Maybe doing that. Maybe it's funny like once. Even then, it's a bit of a dog act, but um, to keep doing it. And he's like, I just want to read a fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> please, it's our only joy and pleasure. <laughs> He'd be clever to start uh, reading books inside books. Yeah. So he's spoiling the wrong yeah, book. Yeah, he's spoiling Little Women, but it doesn't matter. Mm. I'm reading... Something else. Little Women too. I couldn't think of a, a single other book. Name a book. Hunger Games. Oh, great. It's. I saw a little bit of an episode of Friends recently, mm-hmm. and yes, some someone spoiled Little Women for Joey. Yeah. Is that wasn't it's, a coincidence? That's possibly why I thought of it. I'm like that is wild. Yeah. Because I I was about to call Mulder and Scully and say, <laughs> how is this possible? How? how did this happen? I think aliens. But that is it. That's my report. My deep dive into Antarctica. After all that, I've decided I'm probably not going to go. <laughs> Don't want to get stuck. Oh, so now I'm going by myself. Sorry. I'm out. At least I'll have two empty seats next to me on the plane. <laughs> I can stretch out. <laughs> Please. How do you get there? You boat. Fly, no, uh, you either take a boat or they fly you in, like, on a mil- military plane. Oh, wow. And, uh, and you have to wear, off. like, you know, full on One of my aunts stuff has to protect your ears on and a things. boat. Oh, there you go. Yeah. My dream is to do one of those cruises down there. Yeah, wow. I'd love to. But they cost literally tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, I don't think I'll ever get I get seasick. And again, chronic illness. It's, mm. it's just simply not worth it. Okay. You can do flyovers. My parents during COVID when you couldn't fly anywhere- Went to the Melbourne airport and they do like a 12-hour fly over really? the top of Antarctica and they, you know, make sure that everyone has the window seat for a bit and then you swap. Have Are a little look. parents tens of thousands airs? Well, no, the, these flights didn't cost that. Oh. Qantas were like, we have, we're making no money. Oh, this is right. our only way, only flights we can ah. do right now. So, they took off, flew over it for 12 hours. You get a meal or whatever and then they fly, fly you back and you land back where you were. And technically, you haven't travelled anywhere. Right. So, it was allowed oh, during, during COVID, yeah. That's, the other that's half cool. Live. <laughs> they said it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the same thing as traveling. Yeah, looking at those tiny- So, it's 12 hours in total? Or maybe even a little bit longer. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, it takes longer to get to LA. <laughs> yeah. You might as well go check out Antarctica. Yeah, do a flyover. That's pretty cool. You get to see some cool stuff. Like, the scenery's pretty amazing. But- I'd be like, go lower. <laughs> Lower. Lower Land it Land it Land, <laughs> Land that inflatable you thing. I want to see a penguin <laughs> Dan Andrews can't get us from here Let's <laughs> <laughs> start a whole new life down here <laughs> There's outside the ring of steel <laughs> Some very uh, Very Regional uh, references there yeah. Killing in the regions <laughs> Great report Dave Well done uh, Bit of fun New year new me Jeez, was, Are you yeah. going to be fun now? Yeah. Okay. I was cool the last nine years. Now, yeah. Let's be cool. fun. Now, no, now fun. Yeah. Was cool. Now fun. Yes. Thank God. You've been a real stiff <laughs> shirt. Stuffed shirt. Chilly bun. 
<laughs> You've been a real jolly man this whole time. What's a stop shirt? Isn't that like a someone being like a someone's a real stick in the mud? They're a real stuffed shirt. Just say stick in the mud then, right? If that's I, what you mean, <laughs> yeah. deep down. I thought you changed stiff to stuff. Oh, I don't know. Well, you know what? That actually brings us to everyone's favourite section of the show, uh, which is where we thank some of our great Patreon supporters. If you want to be one of these, go to patreon.com slash dogoonpod. Uh, I dare you. <laughs> I, well, I double dare you. Oh, wow. Dave, do you want to explain to people what, what goes on there? Uh, Patreon, this is the way that we support, you know, we keep the show going, the way that you can uh, support the show whilst also getting a bunch of bonus rewards, including uh, access to live shows before other people, discount codes. We've got a lovely Facebook group that is honestly such a nice part of the internet. Mm. You can get bonus episodes. We put out three a month and you get access to the back catalogue, which is about 200 bonus episodes. So a lot of stuff for you to discover there. We send out Christmas cards once a year and, uh, yeah. I guess you also get the satisfaction of knowing that we can keep doing this show week after week. Yeah. How that satisfying be, that must be. That must be, be pretty satisfying yeah. also, to you. And also, as you're about to hear, we do shout outs to you on the show. We thank you. And uh, we also have a section called the fact, quote, or question. That's right. And I think we're even getting quite close to doing maybe a fourth bonus episode a month. That's right. We are going to do a Dungeons & Dragons campaign mm-hmm. that will be a monthly ongoing series. Which, to me, and maybe it's just to me. Very exciting. Yeah, because we've done one before with Adam Carnavale. It was very fun. From San Spence Radio. And uh, we had a great time with him. And we're going to get together again and, you know, become wizards and orcs. And <laughs> I'm a bard. Yeah, I'm Casino Musgraves. Because we have done a, a previous campaign before, which is a lot of fun, which you can also listen to on Patreon. Yeah, do you think, and we think we're going to stick with those names? Because I was Gary Gregson, I think. <laughs> But I maybe now I could be- um, Greg Garrison. Ga- a, a Rodney middle name. Rodney middle name. It's <laughs> very creative, this guy. <laughs> God, he's good. Okay, that's- Yep. <laughs> Rodney middle name is very funny. Can I have that? That's literally what you said. <laughs> I know, but I was saying adding Rodney as the middle name to what you said. <laughs> But I didn't make that clear enough, and that, that's on me. Rodney Middle name it is. Sorry, I've already locked it in. <laughs> uh, so the first thing we like to do, uh, as we thank some of our great supporters, is uh, go through a section we call the Fact, Quote, or Question section, which I think has a little jingle, goes something like this. Fact, Quote, or Question. Ding. Hmm. It always remembers the ding. Huh. She always remembers the sing. Of the jingle. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this section, people on the Sydney Schoenberg level or above get to write in, give us a fact, a quote, or a question. They also get to give themselves a title, and then I'll read them out for the first time on the show. That's really just me excusing any fumbles <laughs> or stumbles along the way, or if they say anything awful. <laughs> <laughs> then it's not it's not us saying or, it. Or untrue or whatever. I yeah, haven't. Exactly. That's right. There was, I'm just, we're reading out quotes. I haven't, I haven't vetoed any of this. Mm-hmm. If it makes it through and if it's awful- that's on both the person who's written it and AJ who hasn't edited it. That's right. <laughs> so everyone is legally responsible except, except the three us. people in this room. Yes. Correct, yes. We have nothing to do with it. Uh, we are but a vessel. Uh, Dave, am I right in saying this is episode 428? This is episode 428. My goodness. Can you believe it? I barely can. <laughs> um, so first up this week, we've got one from Patrick J. Ely, who we heard from... Uh, Back in November with that great jingle. I don't know if you recall Oh, that. yes. Great musician. Oh, yeah, of course. Loved it. And uh, Patrick 
uh, has given himself the title of Vice Chairperson of Dugan-related laughter-induced asthma attacks. Wow. <laughs> okay. Finally, that role has been filled. Mm. And Patrick has a question writing, Hey, mates, what item that you have with you regularly would you use for self-defense? We're joined by a special guest, Broden Kelly. We are recording, absolutely. You had a fresh cut there, Broden. You're looking very sharp. Turn on that mic, Dave. (laughs) Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Last time you came on, uh, someone commented that it was obnoxious. Yeah. (laughs) Someone didn't like it. Well, if they thought that was obnoxious, <laughs> get ready for this. <laughs> what do you cameo. got? Nothing. No coffee. I was walking down the hallway and I heard Jess on the phone to someone. Yep. Yep. And I went, Jess is here. And then I got closer and closer and I realized I got to the, that door and I realized that you were mid-record. Mm-hmm. Mid-record? Yeah. Mid-record. Yeah, we're and redoing this. Um, and I walked and I was like, oh, well, I've missed her. And then I thought something in me just went, go in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you really were that sorry. desperate to see me. Well, you're at the per- the perfect time because we got a question from uh, Patreon. Patrick, oh, we're like an hour and forty in. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're, oh, this yeah. Is we're fine. At the end. I feel less obnoxious. Nah, now. it's a Patreon section. They, so, they're yeah. cool. Yeah, they're only the, the diehards are come yeah, this yeah, far. Yeah, anyway. no one. The drop off. You've seen the stats here on like the average podcast. The people who stick around here are about one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are the one percent, <laughs> and we do it for them. Yeah, they are only the richest people in the world listen to this like, keep us going. <laughs> uh, so, Patrick's question, Broden, is what item that you have with you regularly would you use for self-defense? Yeah, and that's for you guys. That's not for me. That's, that's for all they, of us. They've paid their good hard money to hear what you three would- I, re- I reckon it's for you. It's just your fists. Yeah, my, yeah, my brawn. Yes. Yeah. My, uh, my answer is- Drink bottle. This drink yes, bottle. Yes, 100%. Mine's, mine's even bigger. Frank okay, Green. do you reckon I if we were to fight to the death, that. you'd kill me with that thing? Did well, be- uh, firstly, I think this is a leader. Okay. So, it's going to be heavier. Yeah, I think I'm in the 700 mil territory Yeah, so here. you're fucked, mate. Do people at home know that you have two Frank Green I've water bottles? I've got two, bottles? yeah. Like two waters? Well, this one had, high, uh, like, electrolytes in it. Oh, don't. Because I'm actually um, deficient in amino acids. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And electrolytes have amino acids. Some some do. This okay. one does. Wow. But for self-defense, you could go dual, like one in each hand, which yeah, would be could. pretty odd. Like, like you've got two swords. You yeah, should yeah. get a connecting chain between them and have them as like a nunchuck. Fuck yeah. That'd the be hydration, very cool. The yeah. hydration yeah. nunchuck. Yeah, you've been hydrated. I'm the hydrator. Yeah, you're the hydrator. Oh, that's cool. If I was a li- I'm a listener to Dugan, and I think the listeners at home would be interested to hear how much detail goes into- the questions you've put, you like, they are, you've got a really comprehensive, beautiful Google Sheets. Yeah. Like where the breakdown of everyone's question is there. You've got, the, you know, the question up the top. There's, you're on, on column 836. <laughs> yeah. With questions here. Yeah. 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 And you've highlighted the blue. It's really thoughtfully done. Yeah. You've got a separate sheet up. Yeah. So Jess has. I'm ready for the next step, which is the shout out. So that's on, that's on row 1061. Fucking hell! That's and that's the second we had it. That that's an updated uh, spreadsheet. There we, was another. There was we an clocked, old one. We clocked Google spreadsheets. We earlier. filled it. Can I ask a Patreon question? Sure. How is your audience feeling about since you've gone to using these Canon uh, 4K mm. cameras and you've been out putting more regular socials content out? Um, how have they responded to that? They're loving it. Yeah, they're well, loving it. Sick. A few months ago, uh, someone commented on one of these videos that they couldn't believe how cool Dave is. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. So <laughs> they couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe couldn't how believe. cool Dave is. And they're all, we know that your audience are very like they're on the button as far <laughs> yeah. as that. They know I'm obnoxious and they know that you're cool. 
exactly. I should say, I should say, a lot of people came to your defence. No, 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 it's fine. Under that comment, I think it is. I, I was what what kind of fucking self centered asshole walks up to a closed door that says recording and walks in? Yeah, like, yeah. that's a fucking asshole thing. No, I do. think I think they had your number. Yeah, obnoxious. <laughs> I think it was about time. Do you remember that time you wanted to come to our LA shows and you showed up a day early and then left and never came to the show? Yes. Do you remember that? I, I I flew in. I bought my ticket for that day mm. because I'm like, I've got to leave at some point. Mm. I've got to get there by early November. Mm-hmm. And you were doing a show on the 23rd of October. I'm like, I'll just go then. Mm. But, yeah, I- He messaged I- me a day earlier. I was in, I think, somewhere like Seattle or <laughs> Vancouver or something. Oh and, and he said, hey, man, here to go- here, ready to do it. And I was like, I hope you mean ready to do it as in tomorrow you're ready to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're ready for 24 hours from now. <laughs> Start warming up. And I said, oh, no. Oh, I've <laughs> so made a mistake. low-voiced men going, oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> what have we done? Anyway, it was because it, it was the first thing I booked in. After that, I figured out the time difference and I never went back and figured out to <laughs> check the first thing that I booked it. Yeah, like four months earlier or whenever it was. It was a blessing in disguise. You didn't have to watch our bullshit and you got, and you got on the right schedule. <laughs> Um, sorry to that fan for being obnoxious. Um, love to you, the rest of you. Jack the Hat McVideo. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. He was a he was a low level uh, criminal in the olden days. You could do a, a, an episode about Google Sheets. We oh, could, yeah. like yeah, the journey yeah. from spreadsheets that the Microsoft Word. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ever going to come back and do another report? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if if I'm wanted, I think you. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's so we've done since then. We've done a lot of plain. Accident-related yeah. episodes, but you're the expert in that. Not anymore. Do you know? Apparently, though, they're they're creating a new triple-decker um, triple decker. Triple. That's the talk. Is a three eighty is the double decker buses? Yeah. And they were designed, and we can do an episode about it. But they they were designed to um, large haul people to major like to hubs. So to like you know Abu Dhabi and then Sydney kind of one anyway. And then the the vibe was they were financially unviable. And then they've doubled down and gone triple decker, so more people on the fucking yeah. <laughs> Get more and more in there. Bye. Is the double deckers? <laughs> no, he's gone. He's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. That's, I've got a question for when he comes back and does an episode about <laughs> yeah, great. it. Great. Awesome. So I'm so sorry. Thanks Bye, so bro. much, Broden. <laughs> Thanks so much, Broden. <laughs> uh, Patrick answers his question like we always hope. So you're both going with the bottles. I think so. Uh, maybe I'll think of something else because Dave had bottle, even though I would fuck him so up. So I genuinely bottle. think about how I could, because I've got a good little a lid yeah. that's attached to the bottle by this little rubber thing, and I feel I could really swing. That's yeah. good. It depends on where I'm. Yeah, I would normally think keys. Keys, yeah. That's the one that I would, you know, if I'm in a thing in an environment that's feeling unsafe. Uh, keys in the keys. pocket. Keys in the in, in between your fingers. I'm unlikely to have. The water bo- oh, depends on where I am. I have the water bottle when I've got my backpack. Yeah. If I'm working. Could you use your backpack? Backpack, oh, yeah, backpack. yeah. Yeah, backpack. Maybe my dog. He's not, oh. all, he's not always oh, yeah. with me, but swing- in my heart he is. So you could swing him on a chain. I could swing him. <laughs> oh, imagine if He's you- about 15 kilos. So he's going to be even heavier than the drink bottle. You could connect your two dogs with a chain. Yeah. And make some sort of- uh, Dog nunchuck. Dog, dog nunchucks. There's quite a difference in, uh, like, like, size. Yeah, you'd probably hold- You'd want to hold Humphrey. Yes, and swing goose. In swing goose. Yeah. But it's only about three kilos more, Humphrey. Yeah, right, yeah. But I think he'd be too, uh, too cumbersome to he's be much swinging taller. around. Yeah. He is, yeah. He's got long legs. He's gangly. That you could, like, I don't know, slap them across the face with. Now, is it, <laughs> this is the kind of talk that dog lovers are okay with. 
because it's a joke, right? Or are there dog, dog lovers out there going, how dare they no, yeah, joke probably, about this? I think they're fine with it. I speak for them. Um, yeah. Just think of friends who post uh, about, comedian friends who post about uh, their pets sometimes. Mm-hmm. And no matter the post, I don't know if you guys get this, no matter the post, there will be feedback based on, well, they're probably behaving that way because they're uh, not stimulated enough. Yes, 100%. Emotionally. Yep. You're a bad pet owner. Yes. It's, I'm like, oh, that what a nightmare. The post yep. was just a fun thing. Taking the dog out for a walk, look how happy he is. Imagine if you were a parent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, taking the kid out for a walk, look how happy he well, is. Well, actually- he looks, uh, His eyes look malnourished. And that hat <laughs> is not wide-brimmed enough. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Good point. Do you reckon parents are worse than pet parents? Yeah. Okay. In every way. In every, in every way, way they're worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going keys, water bottle. Bob, what are you going with? Or do you want to hear his first? Oh, yeah, so yeah. So it might, might yeah. inspire you. Uh, let's see. No, it looks pretty specific. All right. This is what Patrick writes. I work as a smoke alarm technician, so I'm often within arm's reach of dozens of nine volt batteries. Oh, yep. I reckon they'd do some real damage if you copped one to the head. Plus, they can heat up and become explosive if you connect the terminals of two batteries together. Whoa. Love yous and stay safe for the holiday season. I mean, there's a, there's your next song, Patrick. <laughs> I think you just, like, tell the story of you taking down uh, some sort of a... I'd make him a pretty bad person because it feels like that can't be someone who's, like, brushed past you yeah. at the pub. Yeah, that's, that's too full on. They've got to be the aggressor. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be self-defense. It's got to be self-defense. I'm just looking. I was just thinking, like, what else is in my bag? And all else, the only other thing I have is, like, an ID on a lanyard, so I could strangle someone with that. Good one. <laughs> oh, that's good. Them. Yeah. So that's good. Oh, you should change over the, the chain that you used to be, like, piano wire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or just, like, chain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Razor blades. Razor blades. The most Aussie blades. Yeah, pizzeria. <laughs> pizzeria, razor blades. <laughs> what is razor blades meant to be? Oh, no, it's rise up lights. Rise, rise up, up lights. Rise up lights. Pizzeria. Pizzeria. Uh, thank you so much for that question, Patrick. So, we've got the lanyard, we've got the keys, we've got the bottle. I don't think anyone's taken us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a gang. Uh, the next one comes from <gasps> Mr. Justin McCain. Plays a silly, silly game. game. All the kids in the street I like to do the same. Uh <laughs> And Justin McCain is just a regular old mailman and is offering us a brag. And I'm pretty sure Justin McCain is one of our earliest patrons. Am I right in thinking that? I feel like Justin yes, McCain's been yeah. around. Yeah, absolutely right. I think I even checked forever. recently about who the- He might be the oldest. He's 150 years old. Wow. Um, so, he's offering us a brag, Justin McCain, writing, One time at about 14, I won a wrestling match by tackling the kid and pinning him- in under five seconds. Whoa. I was so stunned and proud of myself that I forgot all my training promptly and lost my very next match. I won a trophy for the fastest pin of the tournament and never won another match again. <laughs> Still have the trophy to this day. Wow. That is a good brag. That's Justin pretty McCain. cool. I like it because it, and it, Justin McKay must be, it feels like an Australian kind of brag because you can't, it can't just end with, yeah, it was the fastest ever. So That's pretty cool. It has to end with, I lost the next match, never won again. Yeah. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not uh, tall popping myself. That's just hindsight too, you know? Yeah. That's, that's just like, that's a nostalgia brag, you know? Like I was year seven high jump champion against all the tall girls. Were you? Yeah. Were you flopping? Uh, yeah. 
Or a scissor kicking. Nah, I was a flop. Yeah, great. I think all the best too. All right. <laughs> Justin McCain's from Pittsburgh. Okay. Wow. Well, he'd fit in here. Fit right in. Maybe that's just another one of those all people things. No, it couldn't be. <laughs> like we coffee couldn't, and- We couldn't have things in common. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Talking about the Fosbury flop, apparently on one episode I said he was an Australian, which he is not. Oh. He's American, so I apologise for that. But oh, I was wow. flopping. And you know I like to claim. <laughs> Maybe you visited here once. That's enough for me. That's enough. Uh, thank you so much, Justin McCain. Next one comes from Alec Ruiz Guerrero. Alec Ruiz Guerrero. And Alec's title is Fry Cook. At the do at the do go on diner. Oh. P.S. Can I have Friday morning off? I have a doctor's appointment. Oh my god! Well, it's Thursday afternoon now. Yeah. So very late notice. Yeah, <laughs> I would have liked a little more notice. You can, and you're lucky. Mm. But you're honestly, you're lucky that Jess is a good boss, and I'm a great fry cook. I'll do it. Yes. But honestly, I would just appreciate a little bit more of a heads up. And I'm sorry, I spoke to you. In an angry tone just then. Jess is really a lot on my plate. The Pingu of the Do Go On okay. workforce. Okay, it's so funny you say that because uh, you know how Pingu, like, he his lips go out fully, they're almost like trumpet lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, was, I have said very recently, wandering around my house, that I wish I could do that. <laughs> just like fully, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plus saying lips. That'd be great. It'd be so good. Well, you know, a bit of Botox. Or a lot of Botox. A lot of filler, I think. Yeah, a filler. A lot of filler. Yeah, you take that to the plastic surgeon. I'd like to look like Pingu, please. <laughs> Showing a picture of Pingu. Said this. I bet there, there's got to be someone out there. Anyway, I'm, I'm not going I'm to Google look that up. I'm going to Google Pingu lips. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so, whose was this? Alec has a question writing, Hi, y'all. If there was a do-go-on restaurant, what would your signature dishes be? Oh, my God. Look at those lips. <laughs> I, f- I found oh, a little oh, gif. Oh, wow. Uh, did I say Pingu? I meant Pingy, who was our uh, oh, yeah, yeah. very non-copyrighted <laughs> new character of the everyman of Antarctica. That's right. Uh, Alex, question. If there was a do-go-on restaurant, what would your signature dishes be? As tradition, mine would be a turkey club. Oh, <laughs> I, th- I think this is. Not all one sentence. Mine would be a turkey club, muchas gracias. Okay. But I think that's the sign-off. Yes. Can I answer for Dave? Let's answer for each other. Okay, great. Let's do it in the order that you said. You kill Dave. Okay, you do Dave. Dave does me, I do you. Perfect. I think Dave's would be a shepherd's pie and a garlic bread. Mm. (laughs) Don't mind if I do. (laughs) I think Matt's would be mushy peas with gravy. Oh, (laughs) lovely. Uh, And... Jess's would be soup that is too hot. <laughs> hot soup. You cannot eat it. I'm so sorry. It's too hot. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We did it. Uh, uh, Dave, actually, Dave, if we could unmush my peas, though, if it's not too late. You don't want to mush them? I don't want to mush them. Oh, I'm so sorry. I want to eat the peas as, as God made them. Can I just say that this would be an incredible meal? You start with a soup. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's far too hot, though. Know, so, you've, you've burnt may- your mouth immediately. Maybe it's a dessert soup. You have to wait for it to cool down. A but dessert then you- soup. <laughs> then you have some garlic bread. That's melted ice cream, mate. <laughs> Then you have garlic bread. Yes. Then you have shepherd's pie mm. with garlic and peas on the side. On the side. Holy moly. Yeah. It's not a bad meal. We call that the signature dugon dish. Yeah. Uh, just uh, we'll get a- We'll get the we'll dugon. We'll get the dugon for the table, yeah. please. The du- like a digger station. It's like a dugon station. Yeah. 
<laughs> which for a long time I thought was Digger Station. A Digger, digger Station. Because I had never seen it written down. Digger Station. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Digger Station. Digger Station, where all the old army vets get off That's the train. Right. Uh, thank you so much, Alec. The final one this week comes from Colin Wright, a.k.a. former silly child. Oh, <laughs> not anymore? Co- not anymore. That's sad. Oh, and this one, it's... um. Only about a month late, but I did ask for Christmas-related ones uh, a while ago. It's okay. We're We're still in the sort of Christmas New Year season. Yes. And it is a silly Christmas fact. Uh, Writing, can I decide if it's a silly fact or will the Do Go On Fact Designation Union give me a beat down? No, I think you can do that. I'll beat you down. Yeah. Absolutely not. How fucking dare you? I think me and Dave don't really- You can call anything fun or, what? or whatever, but yeah. Jess might have a problem. Are you guys it. calling stuff fun behind my back? Yeah. Uh, if you're not in the room, I think I-, I Yeah, I think I Matt stepped up. I'm sorry. If I'm not here, you think you're second in charge for fun? No, no. I just like- I just- I'm not afraid of you when you're not right in front of me. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> goes on to say, when I was a silly church-going little kid, my friends told me that Santa wasn't real. I told them they were wrong because Santa was in the Bible. Putting aside that (laughs) something being in the Bible is actually not exceptionally strong evidence for its real and literal existence, I was devastated to learn that Santa was not in the Bible. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Good news for all the kids listening. Santa is in fact real, even though he is not the king in the King James Version of the Bible. Merry Christmas. I love that Santa's real. I love Santa. Love Santa. I love Santa. I love, yep. love Christmas, love Santa. But put him in the Bible. I will say we're recording this before Christmas. I haven't thrown my Christmas tree yep. into the bin yet. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to Colin, Alec, Justin, and Patrick. A couple of years ago, we took our dog to get a picture with Santa. And he, who loves everybody, Goose, hated Santa. Well. No. Yeah, he was too. He was confused. He doesn't like when people are wearing gloves. I and think, he got really weirded out. I think what happened was- he doesn't like fakes. That's right. Well, that was one of Santa's helpers that yeah. was at a shopping centre. Yeah. Um, shopping Santa. Shopping Santa, but you can't really re- reason with a three-year-old. <laughs> He's a dog. <laughs> so, what is he, 21? 21, yeah, I know. He's growing up. He grows up awesome. No, no. Uh, the next thing we like to do is thank a few of our great supporters uh, who are on the shout-out level or above. Yeah. And Jess, you normally come up with a bit of a game based on the topic at hand. What if we give them a job in Antarctica? Okay. Lighten the load on Pingy. That's right. Pingy's doing too many jobs. Yeah. Pingy. <laughs> but don't you dare take Executioner off him. No, Executioner we for, leave. He lives to kill. <laughs> we leave Executioner for Pingy, but there are a few other jobs that yeah. maybe we could, like Doctor, we could take off yeah. his hands. You know, something we could take off some of the roles that he is not qualified yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. He is absolutely qualified Any to Any jobs execute. that require hands. That's right. It's just, <laughs> we'll take um, him off his- Thumbs. Yeah, thumbs. Anything with thumbs. Yeah, anything thumbs. with thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking over any of the roles uh, if they involve uh, elocution. That's right. Is that the right word? Uh, electrocution. I, electrocution. <laughs> That's one of his roles as an If I can kick us off, I'd love to thank from Bournemouth in Great Britain, Joe Plant. Great name. Beautiful name. Uh, the obvious, of course, would yeah. be- uh, Nursery attendant. Oh, yeah. I was thinking um, <laughs> comedians uh, in the oh, audience. An audience in the plant. audience. An audience. Yeah. I couldn't think of a way of saying it without using the word plant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's- Yeah. I think nursery attendant. Yeah. Selling little little pots of 
of you know, go get yourself a little cactus. Because there's not that many comedy shows in Antarctica. I, I don't think, think so. No. Well, not, not since we've now ruled out mm. that Dave and I aren't going, but you could try. <laughs> but there is a lot of plants, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a lot of growth. He's got a little greenhouse. And Joe just, uh, oh, you know. They actually yes. do have a greenhouse. And I know what kind of and plants Joe's some, growing. Like under like lights. Yeah. Hydroponic setup, then they grow their own. Plants. Like fresh. Hydroponic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> winky, winky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The good stuff. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Joe. I'd also love to thank from Ventura in California, yeah, <laughs> in the United States. You it's could Alyssa. not have nailed that more. California, yeah. <laughs> California, yeah. <laughs> California, yeah. <laughs> Alyssa. What's Alyssa up to? Uh, guitar technician. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody's I mean, got to do it. Fanny pack. They've got guitars. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to keep them in tune? Yeah. Who's going to tune their own guitars? No, thanks. Alyssa's here. Yeah. Fanny pack and the the big mama's boys- the so big Nancy boys. Big Nancy, Nancy boys. boys. That is Alyssa's job. Alyssa's now. got to set up the Marshall stacks. Yep. yep. They've got a full stadium set up. And actually, the sound improves instantly. Uh, Pingy did not know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for me, from the windy city itself, Chicago in Illinois, it's Frank Achenlaub. 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 Frank Achenlaub. What an incredible name. Frankie E. Frank Eichenlaub. Frank Eichenlaub. Is, uh, uh, well, sort of an, an introductory role in the bar. He's sort of, he's the, uh, he's the, the glassy. Oh, right, yes. For now. Yeah, he's going to learn how to make cocktails soon, but you start by just going around collecting all the glasses, mm, washing lot, them. And a lot of them at 90 South. That's right. So, oh. but hopefully in time, Frank will, you know, learn to make some of the the cocktails and uh, and you know full, be a full bar man. And I gotta say, geez, the glass wastage has just dropped <laughs> big time. Uh. Oh, it was one and done. It just yeah. I mean, Pingy, the way he got about the bar, he was like basically using them as one use glasses. Throwing them out the back. He was just flipping them straight off onto the floor. <laughs> and then he yeah. he didn't work as the the broomman. Until the following week. So, people are cutting their feet up. Oh, God. It's a real mess. Now, Frank's involved. He's just picking them up with his opposable thumbs. Yeah. And the other fingers. Mm, rubbing it, rub yeah. it in. Yeah. Uh, Bob, do you want to thank a few? I would simply adore to thank a few. I would love to thank from Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I would love to thank Sarah White. Penguin country, of course, Pittsburgh. And Sarah White. Sarah White as snow. Gonna, yeah. Going to be a real- Pope situation. Oh, yeah. Just disappearing. Yeah. Um, Sarah's role is what, Matt? Sarah White's role is uh, she's the one who makes sure um, that women go to finishing school. She's the one that makes them put books on the top of their heads. Right. All right. Because <laughs> in Antarctica, they think- Sure, you can you can come here as young girls, but you will leave as ladies. Yes. <laughs> She's like the matron of the yeah, finishing yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. She's just teaching elocution, table manners, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't wear anything that exposes your ankles, That's that sort right. of stuff. Yes, Especially exactly. in Antarctica, it's <laughs> yeah, that will end badly. <laughs> Cover up for your safety, not yeah. for a shame perspective. No, it's just it's just basic sort of survival yeah, techniques. which is lovely. And we thank you, Sarah White. And they've got this library and they're like, what do we do with all these books? Yeah. We know like- that when people read them, stabbings occur. <laughs> let's forget reading them. Let's start doing that thing yeah. where they put them on their heads. Bit of posture. No more reading. Mm. We ban it. 
Like it's unladylike. Chess and reading is banned. Very balancing books, being ladies. Nothing wrong with that. That, yeah. that seems great. So thank you, Sarah. Uh, I'd also love to thank from uh, oh location unknown. Oh, we mm. could only assume oh. deep within the fortress of the moles. So we keep digging, you get to Antarctica. Mm. <laughs> I'd love to thank Catherine. Catherine. Catherine seems to be with, with a, a C. surname H. Yes, and Catherine with a C. You're absolutely right. Uh, Catherine is in charge of. Official merchandise. Oh. Whoa, Antarctica merchandise. Yeah, what are, are we writing, talking? People are writing in. They want hoodies. Snow globes. Snow glo- uh, absolutely. Magnets. Yes. Mm. Mm. South Pole magnets. Plush toys. Okay. The magnets. Yeah, little plushies. Yep. The magnets do play havoc with uh, certain things down there, but. It's <laughs> because I keep sticking them all the, all the equipment. But I've yep. run out of space on my fridge. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, people will write in. Obviously, how are you going to keep- T-shirts. How do you get that research going? Mm. Catherine makes merch. Yeah. She- and, and sends it anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. And she does that great, uh, that pun slogan, Dave is the uh, the the, what, the pun, pun guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. What do I call you? <laughs> pun king. <laughs> the pun yeah, the king. pun king. Yeah. That's the pun king. What is, what is it? Well, I would defer to a pun master, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. I think you call me pun king. Yes. You're the pun master. But anyway, I don't know what a pun is, so I'm going to have to throw it over to uh, you. Any South Pole's a goal. Okay. That's a pun. Oh, Jesus See, I really- <laughs> Is that something? It, I guess it is something, but I don't like it. And that like is a pun? Because that one, to me, I'm more confused than ever about what a pun is. Well, you're a pun master, sir. <laughs> yeah, you don't get it. No, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, thanks, Thank you, Jess. Catherine. Oh, Catherine. Did we give it Catherine a- Merch, yes. Merch, yes. Uh, and finally- yeah, any South Pole's a goal, for God's sake. Finally for, for me. <laughs> I would love to thank from Toranga in New Zealand. Wait, can you just say the state's abbreviation? Bop. From Bop. Oh, my gosh. Bop in New Zealand. That Kate rules. from Bop in New Zealand. Yes, I would love to thank Kate. 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 Uh, Kate. Kate. So, what have what we, what we got left? Oh, President. <laughs> President of Antarctica. President of Antarctica. Easy. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we- Yeah, easy. Because Pingy was hopeless at that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say was too busy. You want the president to really be focused on the job at hand. And yeah. Kate brings that to the table. So, uh, thank you so much, Kate. And, and God bless Antarctica. God bless. Oh, my gosh. These United Antarcticas. I would like to thank some people, if you don't mind. Please. I would like to thank from Omaha in Nebraska, it's Ellen. Cornhusker Territory. Cornhusker Territory. Maybe. Nebraska. We talk about this sometimes, don't we? I'm thinking of- No, it's Lincoln, Nebraska. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. I just riled up some Nebraskans there. Sorry, everybody. They got really mad at you for a bit. And you deserved it. (laughs) Who are you thanking? Ellen, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen, Ellen! Oh my God! Wait, I think, I think we're hungry. <laughs> we're losing our minds a little bit, Ellen. But Ellen deserves our full attention. Yes. Okay. Ellen is in charge of pyrotechnics and fireworks. Ah, oh, for all the big occasions, all the big events. There were fireworks oh, going good. off at my place last night. Last at, night at the at time of recording, place? which was nowhere near New Year's. Um. Well, I can <laughs> imagine if this was released on New Year's Day and you're like, I couldn't believe I it. I could not figure it they out. They went for ages and my, my neighbours wouldn't just go to bed. 9pm and then approximately midnight. It was and ridiculous. I thought, what the bloody hell's going on I here? Said, shut up. Everyone's got work in the morning. <laughs> Omaha Mavericks. Ooh. Omaha Mavericks is also where uh, Connor Obest and Brad are from. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Ellen, 
What a town. And a great job. I love fireworks, so thank you, Ellen. That is a big one. Mm. And it will help uh, people find you when you've burnt down your yeah, that's accommodation. Right. That's right. And I just mean, the good, firewood as well. Good for morale. Firewood. Oh. Is that a pun, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to thank from Harrisonburg in Virginia, Emily Pace. Emily Pace. Emily Pace. Is, of course, in charge of uh, Emily's Bakery. Oh, yeah. It's been one of the most popular hotspots uh, in Antarctica. Oh Everybody's lining up out the door. Cheesy oh. Mite Scrolls. Cheesy Mite Scrolls. Some of the best donuts in town. Oh, my oh, jelly yeah. slice. donuts in town. Jelly slice. Um, and it's not just that it's like- Fruit flan. Fruit flan. Nippies but also like milk. custom cakes oh. for events and stuff. Mm. Um, and, yeah, everybody loves Emily's stuff. Penny pies? Yep. Oh, yeah. my fir- And a bit of a rotating my- roster. Like, you know, it cu- always got the, the basics, the classics, I should say. Yeah. But always, um, Emily's always coming up with something kind of fun and I a bit different. I love her veggie korma curry. Yeah, pie. Pie. Yeah, really good. I'm currently on five continents for pies. Wow. For South America and Antarctica to go. I think it's going to be hard to do Antarctica, but if I can. That is my third biggest dream. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, Keith, if you are still listening um, in Antarctica, can you let Dave know the pie situation as well? Yeah. Please. What's it like? If you have a pie? Is there a 7-Eleven? Could he at least get like exactly. a- Exactly. I'm not fussy. Any sort of pie. Any pie mm. will do. Even a sweet pie Sweet pie. We'll do it. Apple pie. Come on. Yeah, come on, Keith. Any South, po- any South Pole pie is- all right by my. Oh, God, That's he's another good. slogan they God, do. He's good. My is my, yeah. Jeez, you are the pun master. No. Is that a pun? Do not put me onto the- I don't wow. want to be part of this pun bullshit. Well, I don't want to be part of it either. Well, you started it because you're so good at puns. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know what they mean. <laughs> don't shun your gift. Yes. Don't shun the pun. Oh, my God. You are good, Jess. <laughs> I'm rhyming. That's not a pun. I'm rhyming. Well, that's what he did before. I he think- said that was a pun. Well, I also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any polls are gold. I look forward to many explanations on social media this week. Yeah. Also, look, we should make merch that says any polls are gold. <laughs> I don't think we should. Fine. That'd be confusing for converts to Australian rules football. They'd be like, wait, you hit the pole yeah, and that's the, a goal? Oh, what the heck? Any of them? I still think the, the uh, Wes Popey is a good idea. <laughs> oh, Wes yeah. Popey is a fantastic idea. Popey, yeah. I think we have to do it. Yeah. It's so funny. Any artists, get in, get in touch. Finally, I would like to thank from Dundee in what I believe is Scotland. Yeah. Correct. Big shout out to Martha. Of Sealand royalty. Oh, oh. my liege. My liege, my, my lady. Well, I would say that, but you obviously recognise fellow royalty. Oh, yeah, that's true. Are we royalty, though? Yeah. We're uh, a lord we're- and lady. I don't know if we're royalty. I think you We're could- nobility. We're nobility, oh, yes. okay, right. But I'm I'm butter peasant. You're a peasant. Mm. I'm a piece of you shit. You could have bought yourself one, <laughs> but I'm you Sealand speck of shit. That's right. Dundee me off. in Scotland. That's where uh, Stuart's scotch comes from. Stuart's. Dundee decanter. Really? And spelt in the correct way? Spelt in the correct way. Fantastic. Yeah, the Scottish way, not that French way. And I don't care any of you stewards with a U out there listening who think that it's the other way around. It's not. You were second and you remain second best. Yeah. Okay? Except the second. Except take the L. Take it. And by the way, so much better than Perkins and Warnicky still. Second best is great. Warnicky is like 10 millionth good get best. Top 10 million. 10 millionth good get best. Yeah. <laughs> is God. that fun? Those, those Brits, they know how to speak, don't God, they? God, they're so good. So what's Martha in charge of? What's Martha's role? Uh, 
uh, the uh, Nazi. Or is it just royalty? <laughs> She's in charge of finding the Nazi base. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. To destroy it or? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, my God. Dave, what do you think Martha's going to do? She's there to take down Nazis. Martha, Sealand royalty slash Nazi hunter. Wow, that's badass. Yeah, real badass. Um, oh, my God. You'd think she couldn't get any cooler, and then I made up a thing that made her cooler. All right, thank you so much to Martha, Emily, Ellen, Kate, Catherine, Sarah, Frank, Alyssa, and Joe. And the last thing we like to do is welcome a few people into the Triptych Club. And I've heard no one explain this better than Dave Warnicky himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is kind of like the Antarctic base slash clubhouse of the show. Once you come in, you can't leave. There's nowhere to go. But why would you want to? Basically, this is our our There's no flight coming for you. No, no one's coming. (laughs) Another 12 months at least. Yeah. And And it's fireproof. And I'm the doctor. Yeah. (laughs) And I am squeamish. (laughs) Basically, this is our uh, our Hall of Fame where we induct people that have been supporting the show on the shout-out level or above for three consecutive years. We've already shouted them out previously, but now we induct them into the Hall of Fame. The name goes up on the wall. We welcome them in with a big welcoming ceremony, which is weekly. But it doesn't get old. It gets fun. (laughs) It's more fun every week. And we have a live band. Jess organizes snacks, drinks, cocktails. uh, And inside, there's activities. There's a, you know, like they had a rock climbing wall. A basketball ring, mm-hmm. both full-size and mini over the bin. We're fun. We're fun over so here. So much fun. Yeah. And there's anything you can imagine, we can, we'll can. we get it together if you want us to because we are also people pleasers and we are very anxious to make sure we have a place that seems cool. Exactly. We, uh, yeah. we don't like confrontation, so we will back down. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, there's four people coming in this week and I'm going to read out their names. I've got them on a, on a door list clipboard i'll read them out lift the velvet rope uh if you hear your name run on in dave will be on stage hyping you up with yep. some pretty works weak sort of word planned puns i think we don't well, really know possibly rhymes we don't know <laughs> we don't know say. uh just behind the bar she's yep. normally got a cocktail going yeah i've it's called the penguin oh yeah <laughs> cool and it's black sambuca yeah and milk <laughs> hell yeah mix it together what do you got you got a penguin Curdle. you got a penguin, oh, penguin. <laughs> It's very bad. <laughs> Enjoy. I love too. Dave, you've normally booked the band. I love both those things individually. <laughs> I've been trying to book this band for over two decades. Very influential on me growing up in Weed Hornet. Yeah. I can't believe that we've been able to book none other than Fanny Pack <gasps> and the big Nancy oh, wow. Boys. Wow. They're here live. Are you serious? That's a big get. That's huge. It's so, huge. So they have, they've obviously can, do they fill in? The spot of the lead guitarist, or yes, and each night there's a song dedicated to Rodney. That's awesome. Oh, that's very nice. nice. Yeah, nice touch. So nice. Um, he's got a mountain and a, a song each night. It's so from good. Fanny Pack and the Big Nancy Boys. That did that did soften. It did. It was such a sad story, but for some reason, the fact that he's got a mountain named after him, I'm like, that's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope his, we won't that, get that. I hope his folks are like, that's you know that's that's nice a nice thing. Yeah. Because the rest of it is horrible. Not good. Uh, All right. So, four names. You ready to go, Dave? Dave's up on stage. Here we go. He's going to really hype you up. He's going to get the audience in a lather. Uh, Here we go. In the palm of my hand, that will be. First up from Cardiff South in New South Wales, Australia, it's Ryan Davies. I'd be crying without Ryan. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Took me a sec. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, yes. Jess also looks after Dave. Uh, From Peoria in... Illinois in the United States. I'm almost definitely not saying Peoria, right? It's Chris Smith. 
the night would be a miss without Chris. Yes. Do you Chris any Smith. idea how Peoria would be? I no, never. Peoria. Okay. Never seen it before. From London in Great Britain, it's Chris Heather. I'd be pissed without Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, from Anchorage in Alaska in the United States, it's Margaret Krupp. It would be fucked up without Krupp. <laughs> yes. Can I have a go at one of them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about um, stiff as a. Uh, Stiff as a board, light as a Chris Heather. <laughs> That's actually good. really good. Okay. That's really good. Just never misses with this. Are we sure we shouldn't never be swapping No, I don't around? want to do <laughs> it. But I did. Like, I just had to go on the theme of whatever their first name is. I loved it. I loved that is it. Life is a, light as a feather, stiff as a Margaret Krupp. <laughs> That's right. Doesn't work for all of them. but Doesn't you know. always work, but it is fun. Welcome into the club. Please make yourselves at home. Margaret, Chris, Chris and Ryan, grab yourself a penguin. <laughs> Grab yourself a penguin. Enjoy. Enjoy uh, Fanny Pack and the Big Nancy Boys. Kettle's in the cup, not in your gut. (laughs) That's the slogan of the penguin. Wow. Uh, And, yeah, really, pretty much that's all we got. Need to got. That's, That's all we all need, we need to, to do. Got. That's all we need to do. Jess, anything we need to tell people before we go? A reminder that you can suggest a topic. Anybody can. Um, you, there's a link in the show notes. Also on our website, dogoonpod.com. You can find us at dogoonpod across all social media. And remember to wash your butt. Hey, we'll be back with another episode in this new fantastic year of 2024. But until then, we'll say thank you again for listening. And until then, bye. Later. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.